Hello. So you're not doing any more the uh, the. Um, no, the I do talk like this. Uh, very good. Uh, very the good. words at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, well, we begin now. We're we, done with that. we just begin now. Okay, so we're gonna keep. So these we're not doing any right more now, words. Right? Hey, everybody, we're back after. How's it going? How's it going, Jake? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Just came back from the uh, I don't know cigar shop or something. Yeah. yeah, my voice is like this. That's what happens when you smoke yep. too many cigars. Of course. <laughs> um. Well, or we just came back from. Well, we just came back from uh, uh, a hiatus, which how, how was low triggered. can you go, Philip? How low can you go? I can go pretty low. Hey. This is the lowest I can go. I'm sure Ben Affleck can't go this low. Ben Affleck probably can't. Which was what we might talk about today. I think we're going to have to talk about San Diego Comic-Con 2014. The biggest event in the history of the world. Oh yeah, and it was big, my friend. It was big. (laughs) What are we talking about? So anyway, so we're we're back now. Uh, We have to talk about, first of all... Uh, a little mishap that happened last week. Yeah. Did you guys, Which, did you miss us? Miss us? <laughs> did you miss us? Uh, right. So we're supposed to have an episode, episode on Monday, last Monday, right? That's right. We did. We were. Kind of our regular schedule. Indeed. We tried doing a Monday schedule every Monday. And we had a pretty good episode, I thought. I mean, it was pretty fun I thought because it was... we had Luke back. Yeah. And we decided to talk about how we did the Marvel movies last year. Indeed. In indeed. November. How we went through all the motion picture releases of Marvel movies, we decided to go with uh, the DC films. The funny thing is, though, that ended up being pretty much only Superman and Batman because of, <laughs> well, I guess yeah. DC doesn't release That's that the only movies, thing they except have. Except the Swamp Thing or something like that. Swamp right? Thing. And uh, yeah. you, can't count, you, can't what? you can't count movies like Watchmen or V for Vendetta because well, we, we those are from them, Vertigo. Though. That's from their Vertigo line. Mm. Not really the DC Comics universe. Is it like under like licensed DC or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's but we, we talked about it a little bit of that as well. Yeah. But we went through, we just pulled up the Wikipedia list of all the movies. And we, yeah, of we course. We went and talked about that. So that was that. Was that. And, and we did that with our friend Luke. With and Luke, um, yeah. It was pretty fun. We talked about all these movies and our opinions. And then we kind of got into some arguments about the name of Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanted, the way that I didn't want that The Dark Knight <laughs> Rises to be the title of Dark Knight Rises, because, you know, the first one was Batman Begins. And when I was younger, in 2006, when they announced that it was going to be called Dark Knight, you know, mm-hmm, The Dark yeah, Knight, yeah. the second movie, I was a little bit upset because I thought it needed some kind of a name continuity. So I said, why couldn't it just be called Batman The Dark Knight? Yes. No, anyway. But then, but then there, there were rumors of people saying it's supposed to be called the... No, 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 no. Then Dark Knight Rises. No, I know that's the official one. But I'm oh, saying, like, oh. we were talking about the Caped Crusader was one of the names yeah, thrown yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And so we're arguing about that a little bit for fun because I think that would have been an okay name, Caped Crusader, because it's different, you know? Dark Knight Rises, it feels like they're just tacking on the rises to the Dark Knight, you know? Different. But anyway, the point is, uh, there was we talked about a lot of stuff, and unfortunately... <laughs> The whole thing. There was an accidental destruction. There was a technical t- technical difficulty, and so we lost Luke's side of the conversation. Because except for thirty minutes. Yeah, and we never like recording our guests on our high tech studio on our own machine. No, no, no. We, we like we, having we, the we other. We force people. them to record themselves. <laughs> yes. So the quality standards will be upheld. <laughs> but anyway, there's a problem. So they know how it feels. There's a problem. And then we can't yeah, there was listen to the podcast. But we do have 30 minutes that was recovered. Mm-hmm. The first 30 minutes. So we're going to play that at the end of this show. Yeah. Which this will be a little bit shorter because we had a little debate about that mm-hmm. last time. We about did. how uh, two hours might be a little too long. 
<laughs> two hours might be a little too long. No, the thing is, like, I, don't really care. I don't really care that much. I don't know. Like, for me, it's always the feeling that an hour and a half somehow is, like, the tipping point where it's, like, it's, like, the maximum. All right. But no, oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. I have to do that. But I'm just saying, like, better that's for what me. it feels like to me. But, you know. But, hey, like, I was just trying to keep some kind of, like, nice quality guarantee that yeah, you get a lot of content, mileage right, when mileage. you're traveling or whatever. And you can listen to us chatter about various topics. Okay. Well, well how about we just play it by ear? We'll just Let's whatever, play it by ear. Whatever. All right. We'll so just we'll have see. varying. Uh, varying. I don't think we ever had, like, strict. Because I never right. liked also when people are super strict. Like, keep it to an hour. You know, we got to stop. We have to stop at an hour. So... But anyway, what are we talking about again? Oh yeah, we lost the episode. We're gonna play thirty minutes. Yeah, and it's great because it totally meshes with what's going on this week, which was Comic Con. How far did we get, by the way, with that thirty minutes? Uh, Well, Luke said it was up until like the old Superman, the first one. That's how far we got. Okay, I'll put a little reel at the end, or maybe in the middle of this show when we start Mm -hmm. talking about it, because there's a few comments that I have on our side because that's still. Oh yeah, that's right. uh, There preserved. Yeah, and I'll just. Put some of that in there so you can hear some of my little rants. Yeah, Phillips, <laughs> Phillips. I hate this. And that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I hate everything. I hate every movie ever made. Pretty much. Phil, do you like any movie? No, I hate. Them I think all. I said that before once, but that's okay because. But that's what we're many people told and me. We repeat ourselves. But that's what many people told me. What I know, that I, know. I, I hate. That's what I'm saying, like, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we talk about Comic Con, which is sort of like the big thing, and unfortunately there have been so little uh, what? coverage on that since we can't go. No, there. it's weird because I think that we. It's more fun, I think, to watch coverage of an event like Comic-Con from people that usually watch, you know, like shows. Yeah. Uh, like, since we usually watch Tested. Tested right? with They're Will Smith cool. and... Uh, Norm Chan. Norm Chan. Um, and occasionally Adam Savage. Yes, in his man workshop or whatever it's <laughs> called. Man cave. Um, yeah, but it's, it's like, for some reason, they haven't been really releasing too many updates from Comic-Con. No. I guess no time or something, no idea. But it's not as fun, I think, to just YouTube Comic Con and watch some, you know, kind of people who are no, because deaf, it's all unofficial. It's like ugly. Well, not just unofficial, but it also not on webcam. I'm talking about like other shows because sometimes it feels like oh if, yeah, because you don't know them. You don't right. know okay, them. That's what you mean. Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. they're annoying. Where it's like we're going to Comic Con and they're like they're not great personalities yeah. or something mm-hmm. just because you're not familiar with them. So that's the thing. And our sources, quote unquote, have not been releasing too much Comic Con coverage, which is too bad. But Maybe it'll Happen be out. Later, Who knows? We heard the you news. You guys don't need us to talk about it. Yeah, so. But no, let's talk about some of the news from Comic Con. Oh, the or news. Or did you want to say something before we start talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah. It's like, about? like, you know, what we've been doing this week, what's been going on. Well, I know one thing we can talk about since we both finished The Disaster Artist. Yeah, the let's book. Let's talk about the that. Disaster That's interesting disaster stuff. Artist. Okay, so it's a book written by Greg Sestero, who. Uh, and Tom Bizzle. And Tom Bizzle, yep. who uh, I think he writes helped. like I read up a bit. Of, I thought him. it was Tom Bizzle. I think I listened to a podcast and I think it was Bizzle. Okay, I think. okay. Um, and I think he's a little bit known for writing uh, game reviews as well, okay. or on gaming. Okay. But I think he's a writer as well. I think he does fiction. Yeah, and he said yeah, he was he fascinated with the movie The Room, which is what this whole book is about. It's yeah. about the making of the great masterpiece that we all know as The Room, the, the room. movie, <laughs> which is a movie directed by Tommy Wiseau and. Uh, he kind of talks like this, huh? And he 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 has a strict schedule for him and makes these these film. Great director, great everything. So producer, he, director. Yeah, he makes this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did it wrong. It's, no, it's close. It's close. Makes this film, huh? <laughs> yeah. So the story is that Greg was the main. Well, one of the main actors. He was, he was one of the main three actors from the room. Right. Well, he was he high Mark. Mark, right? Uh, Johnny, aka. 
the role of Tommy Wiseau's best friend yes. in the room. And Tommy Wiseau written, wrote, directed, directed, and produced. He did the whole thing. It's, whole, yeah, it's his it's entire his story. Movie, yeah, and his money. And so um, the story is a is a, um, a memoir, so to speak, uh, or a not a memoir. That's that's too serious. What would it be like? Uh, a recounting, a recounting of, of the the tale of the event. Of, of being involved in the production of the room, yes. And I would say, if you're not familiar with the room, uh, instead of like instead of describing exactly what it is or something, I I wouldn't. I would say even if you haven't seen the room and if you read the book, I think that this, that's a good place to start. Even just to read the book. I mean, if you you know what I mean. Do you think so or no? You think so? Or I do don't you think you'd better just to get familiar. I think with you the could just go look look at some reviews. There's hundreds of online reviews mm. about the room. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's they're all pretty funny because the movie itself is just comedy gold. It's comedy gold, but but it's, it's but it's more interesting than that though because I think that if in, according to the Greg's recounting, unintentional comedy, unintentional. Gold. Yeah, I think it's basically the movie to me. If Tommy Wiseau's the, Tommy the next, Wiseau's. you know, the next Ed Wood. Was Tennessee Williams the next Tennessee Williams, or the next Tennessee Williams, the next uh, Marlon Brando? You know, or that? Um, no, but I think that it's a really interesting story because it is definitely you can tell this time of so, and he put his heart into it. You know, and and, and yeah. the interesting yeah. thing is that it's a cool, in a way, testament of just the time of so. You know, he just really wanted to do this movie. You know, and he wouldn't stop at anything, right? Yeah. And he just followed, <laughs> so to speak, his dreams, and he went on to make the movie. My dream, even though you know. In this scenario, it didn't, yeah. <laughs> it didn't end up being something necessarily good, <laughs> um, but I think that it's but an it's interesting like the story reverse. It was the opposite. It was the best. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but there's a lot. There's a lot in there. I think in the book talking about Tommy, you know, and it's cool because you kind of get to know him in a different way. Because as before, you think he's just this crazy, wacky guy, you know. But in reality, you know, he's he's a, yeah. he's a person, and he, you know. And, and he, he has, has dreams, troubles, and he has dreams, and ambitions, and, and he can get really uh, uh, annoying and angry. Yeah, yeah. And some of those stories in there are just like so strange and out of left field how it's he reacts great. to stuff. It's, and it's, and it's what what amazes me the most. I was really not anticipating much when I when I started reading. Yeah, I was thinking it's going to be more like just like on set stories or something. That's pretty much it. Yeah. What do you think? I was expecting it to be a little bit more sort of stuff I already knew. But there's a lot that yeah. I didn't, and I liked it was the real story. The real I think what was also story. nicest from that in the way that it was structured was that... Um, you like the back and forth thing? Yeah, Like really the Godfather 2? Was it like Godfather 2? Like Godfather 2. It goes with Vito Cor- Corleone as a, as a child. Isn't that movie like four a hours? young man, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching a long time. And then it, then it crisscrosses between that and the future with Michael mm-hmm. Corleone. No, but that was cool because the book was structured in a way where, like you said, it, it goes back and forth between Greg's personal story... Of Greg trying to, you know, he's, he was an aspiring actor and he was trying to get into Hollywood and he moved to L.A. And kind of this conflict with his mom because his mom didn't want to go and a lot of these personal kind of, you know, that too. encounters that too. and details. And it was interesting to get to know this because, you know, uh, it kind of also shows the kind of the insides of how it is in Hollywood, you know, and, and, and at yeah, least back in, then. In a how way, to get, yeah. how to get, back in the early 2000s. Yes, exactly. And getting an agent and getting a manager mm-hmm. and trying to get roles and how how the kind of the vibe is over there, you know, in terms of the business side of things, you know, and actually seeing how much of it isn't just necessarily acting skill, but also luck and who you know and that kind of stuff. So that was an interesting side to it. And I think that it gave a different dimension to the book where if it was just Greg just kind of remembering all the stuff that was on set and things, this way you get a really unique perspective on the story you know what i'm saying where um it's it, it's basically greg um talking about his friendship with tommy was so you know and that and that i think 
gave a very different dynamic to the story. And that was, that was fascinating, you know, the book. And Philip's typing on Google yes. with one hand. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, yeah. But that, that's Just keep yeah. talking. Oh, my mic. Yeah, uh, we yeah. have problems with our mic. Yeah, our stands are breaking. Uh. It's a very bad thing. Did you find it? Over Comic Con Age. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. For me, that was a very fascinating book, and I really liked the style that was written in. And um, yeah, I think it was... Uh, and it's a good... It's pretty fun. It's, it's one of If those you like books, those kinds of movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you want to know more about the Zeroom. It was cool. It's one of those books for me where it's just like you just keep flipping the pages. You know what I mean? Oh, you just keep... I don't know how it was for you. Turner. Was it like that or no? I don't know. I get, I get fed up with it a little bit. Really? Then I, then I let it go. What do you mean, let it go? Well, it's just like, I'm just like, ugh, don't like it too much. I mean, not not that. I mean, like, oh, okay, that's enough for now. <laughs> Throw it away. And then I come back to it later. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not much of a reading man. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but but that's the thing. I, I think it's one of those books. There's, there's different kinds of books for me, and this was the kind of book where it just it at least kept me, like, super interested in every page. It was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> ah, but I didn't like it. But what put me off was what? when it went back to the past, and I was like, oh. Right. I want to want. I want to listen to. I want to. I was Just more interested chapters. in the room chapters. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but no, I. I don't know. For me, it was like the Greg story was also pretty interesting. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I was gonna say, uh, it's a fascinating book. I would recommend it. Then recommend if you like, it. If you like reading <laughs> books, really check the book out. Really, okay. Especially if you've heard of the room, definitely. Yeah. So there you go. That that's kind of our. Uh, the disaster artist Wonderful. experience. Yeah. Cool. Why are we always so abrupt with these changing topics? Why not? What else are you going to say? I don't know. Um, wait, 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 my mic. See, if we had stuff that we were doing, we would have more things to talk about, perhaps. What do you think? Um, what do you mean? Are we doing stuff? Uh, what? I don't know. I'm just doing commissions. There you go. A little bit. Just two of them. That's so exciting, guys. So Perfect. Exciting. Okay, got it. Let's go. So we're going to talk about Comic-Con. So what okay. was interesting about Comic-Con was that it wasn't that interesting. No, not usually. But you wouldn't think that if you read all the things the fans have to say about right. all the right. great reveals that happened. But wouldn't you in say... Hall H. Oh, Hall H. But stands for hell. <laughs> yeah, unofficially. Just like that button in the club to go in the Matrix Revolutions. Yes, that? you've went through hell yeah. to get here. I know, but wouldn't you say, doesn't it kind of feel like this year's Comic-Con? At least, you know, being on the computer side of things, just reading headlines and, you know, announcements... Doesn't it kind of feel like it, there weren't too many kind of like, ooh, surprising announcements? Kind of <laughs> what felt are you like... talking about, Jacob? Didn't you see everybody else what? so excited? You mean like the super hardcore oh, man. fans? You have no idea what happened. What? The clouds burst. The heavens opened. Why? And Batman v Superman came out. Versus? Why does everyone think it's a V? Batman v Superman. Just type in V dot, V period, and you'll see it's versus. But it says V on it, and I really hate that it says V. That's like the official court cases have V. I know, but that's like, what are they going to go? Because they're, they're, trying, to legit, they they're trying to legitimize it and make it like super judge, serious. Judge, Superman. Yeah. I, I don't call know, dude. I, don't know. I, I think that they're trying to make it super, like, quote-unquote epic. So Your Honor, oh, this is so he started shooting me with laser beams. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not do this. Oh, he will have laser beams, won't he? Superman. Yeah. yeah so let's talk about conventions. So let's talk about conventions. Oh, we, we've been to one convention? We've been to one it. twice. 
Yeah, twice. Uh, unfortunately, well, no, we've been to some other ones, but they were kind of unofficial and kind of small, which is final startup mm-hmm. ones. In any case, um, the main ones we've been to were in Indianapolis, which is why we were able to go because we lived near Indianapolis in Indiana, which were the fantastic uh, Star Wars celebration yes. conventions, which are still ongoing, actually. Really? Yeah. But they've moved. They're not in India anymore. No, they were all in California now. Yeah. Typical. But, but the, the first one was like in Oklahoma or something like that, or For Ohio. One? Yeah. Oh, crap. Oh, no. When did they start? Episode one, Celebration one. So that's when, that's when the Celebration started yep. with the prequels, right? It wasn't yeah, with yeah. The... With the, for every prequel movie that came out, they would have a Star Wars Celebration. Okay. Um, so once Celebration two started to take shape, which yeah. was in 2002, obviously, I think it was in April, just a few months before, or just a month before um, episode two, Attack of the Clones, uh, would yeah. come out. We decided to go there for one day because mm-hmm. we were a little 12. I was Farts. 13 and you were what, 8? Most think. Yeah, you were minus eight. 4 is 9. Oh, you were 9, sorry. Little Macho Jake. Yep, little Macho Jake with my And I was Dork Phil. Really skinny Dork Phil. Yep. And our friend and Andy Shella. And our friend Andy Shella, who's a really good friend of ours. Yes. And, and he was a neighbor for many years. Yes, and he always came over every day and we, we had do a stuff. lot of fun. No, and we hung out so much. When Playing we were video movie, games. Making movies. Making movies. Playing like a solid. Jumping around in the backyard. Jumping and, on the trampoline. And running around the through the neighborhood yes, and making <laughs> stupid things. Like, for example, I remember one time when we visited uh, the U.S. again yeah. in like 2001 or something. He's, Andy came over and he was like, Fulp, let's go outside and scream the British are coming. <sighs> Really? So he went all the way, like, around a block and just going, the British are coming! The British are coming! That's amazing. That's kind of how it went. Yes. And so there were other times Those were where we had races with, with bikes and we were biking and a lot. So it was great. It was, it, was great. it was all in all great, good, yes. middle-class Americana yep. style. From, ni- you know, from the early 1900s. <laughs> from the early 2000s, I'm sorry. Onwards. Just 100 years back. So anyway, yes, yeah, so we went with Andy. Yes, uh, and he's to, and I just wanted to say Andy's personality is just very energetic and he, back yeah, then back then yeah he was very hyper and energetic and he was like everything would like he got these mood swings yes and everything would like draw his attention yeah yeah, like yeah, fascinated, yeah like well, look at oh, this shit, and Boba Fett and then two seconds later look at that single Fett yeah 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 they had, they're making the clothes with the clothes and so, there's like there's a poster of Count Dooku oh yeah this Count is a great Dooku. one and there was a big poster in the convention center. Uh, it's those, you know, there was this line of posters they made where it was for Attack of the Clones where you could see two main characters in the middle, in the foreground, yeah. you know, full size. And in the background is like horizon level with clouds and there would be either a line of clone troopers or a line of Jedi. Right. And so he saw Jango Fett there in the, foreground. in the foreground and behind him were a bunch of clone troopers. And he's like, he can't leave the clones! Jango's gonna leave the clones! He's gonna leave the clones! And we're like, what? We're like, this is like total Andy speculation. Just instant, beautiful, instant. Beautiful. And I love another one where it was like, I think we saw another poster or something. No, no, we saw like trading cards. The top okay, trading yeah, cards for one. Star Wars Episode 2. And Andy uh, looked at the... Well, he, we don't we don't really call him... Well, we call him Andy. We call him Andy. He's Andrew, Andrew now, yeah. Uh, and he saw these top trading cards. And on that was a scene in, on Kamino where uh, Obi-Wan in silhouette was choking Django. Yes. Like just had a little chokehold. No, it wasn't even that because he was just hold. a headbutt in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a, it was just a screenshot from the movie and it looked like, because it was silhouetted because in the background was this thunder and lightning because, uh, did I say Camino? Yeah, Camino yeah, is rainy. Camino is the rainy storm planet. So it was dark and there was just a silhouette. Of, yeah, you know, it was hard to tell. Um, and so Andy already drew the instant conclusion, <laughs> Anakin's going to choke Django! <laughs> he's going to kill him like <laughs> that with his hatred. Django. And uh, you know what's funny? Both of those are very interesting concepts that probably would have been better in the film. Probably than (laughs) what they ended up like. 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, all of us and our dad, we went to the convention center in Indianapolis, which was next to the RCA Dome. Yeah, we have a video of that. Yes, we do. I uh, wish we could post it on our page. It I would love to, but I don't think anybody will be interested, too interested yeah, in watching. Yeah. Even though I edited it in 2004. It's not that it long, though. It's nice. like 20-some minutes or something. No, not even that. Like, just maybe oh, cool. 12, 12 minutes. No, no, we'll see. 14. Um, but yeah, there was like the, I guess it was like our first time. And we were all excited, and yeah. it's like, uh, and Andy just oh, mo- spewing more, more, lies. More Andy spewing stories. Lies. Yes, I don't know he, where he came up with this, but He Andy. just wanted us to play with lightsabers. Yes, yes. He just wanted us to duel. So well, back in the day when Star Wars the prequels came yeah. out, uh, you know, this is the nostalgia thing. You know, when we were kids, we didn't really see the quality Mm-mm, you know difference because for us it was like the star wars prequels were star the new wars, star wars yeah like, that's it like de facto yeah it's good. and like, the original trilogy is still the original trilogy but the new star wars is the new star wars it's, it's the latest and greatest in yeah. a way but it's not like but we never really said that they were better than the older ones i don't think we were even thinking about that no not at all we were just like star wars let's go and so we had all these lightsabers because we love the duels yeah what other, what kid yeah, wouldn't we, like the duels yeah. in the star wars and then you start we used to always movies. like fight with lightsabers and that's what we did that's what like we every other since kid. 1999 or even 1996 when we got the darth vader luke skywalker lightsabers from yeah. hasbro or kenner i guess it was called um we always were doing duels and exactly. so we were pretty efficient at being really fast and always training fun, yeah. we were actually like seriously like andy comes over let's go lightsaber training all right and we cut time. and we bought like two discount darth maul lightsabers mm-hmm. and, and and saw them in half yes yeah, so we have two two blades yep. darth vader sto- darth and maul those, style those were kind of our like sort of stock sabers yeah. for training that we well, the, would the, use. the great thing also was back then that those lightsabers were made for real kids the blades were really oh, yeah, hard yeah, yeah, plastic yeah. It was yeah. super, so if you hit someone it was painful but they were made in great lightsaber fighting swords. yeah and later on, remember they changed the quality of it, where the, the plastic just turned so thin. Remember that? <laughs> we, remember later, like a couple of years later, we went to the store looking at the lightsabers. That's right. They were very rubbery. Rubbery and thin. I was like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah, it's not fun yeah. for kids. But anyway, but anyway, we, we used to do. Stuff, we used yeah. to have so much fun doing that. We used to sometimes great. dress up in costume, and then we made some movies, some backyard mm-hmm. Star Wars movies. Yeah, awesome. Star Wars. Costumes. We made our own little continuity with all our characters and everything. And we, but we, I'm we, digressing. We would steal lines. Like I have a bad feeling about this. Well, of yeah, course, classic. You, yeah, you yeah. slide that in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So anyway, Andy's story that he made yes. up. I don't know where he came up with this. Maybe he looked it up <laughs> or in like a magazine. But I don't yeah, know. so a few days before we were going to go to Celebration Two in Indianapolis, yeah. um, he was going, guys. There's going to be a lightsaber tournament, you know, and everybody's going to be watching. And guess what? George Lucas is going to be there judging it. He's going to be judging, like judging s- the lightsaber tournament. Sitting in a chair, looking and making sure to see who's yeah. going to win. Yeah, it's not going to be Nick Gillard, the stunt coordinator oh, no. who invented all the lightsaber. George moves Lucas himself choreographed it. No, it's George Lucas. Event. He's going to be there. He's going to look at us, and we're going to have to do it. <laughs> all I imagined was like him sitting on like a panel board you know, with like a pen and paper, like. Really? Scores. I thought he was sitting on a, like this high Throne. lifeguard, lifeguard. Oh chair, yeah, maybe something like that, and too. just looking down. Hmm, hmm, pretty good, pretty good. And so, I, so, what so was anyway, the he was like, "Let's do intense training." I and he was like, "Philip, I saw these guys. They're so good. Yeah. They're gonna beat you. So we have to keep training intensely." Come on. And you know, I bought it. No, uh, no, and it was also like we're tightening our lightsabers, like the plastic yeah, lightsabers we, we bought. Lightsaber. We you don't like, want them to get. It's like a tournament. What yeah. is this? When we're tightening lightsaber, Philip, and we're like, oh, we're tightening lightsabers in the car before we're going to. And it was dubious about the standards for like safety and stuff who cares no. I just like, I kind of bought it you know? yeah, I, was, I, was, I was like mm, was convinced sounds, I, was, I was waiting mm, what's it going to be this very convincing yes. so anyway when we got there no lightsaber tournament but <laughs> <laughs> obviously but, uh, we got it we actually bought the tickets Sunday tickets Sunday tickets just for there Sunday. on the yeah, spot on the spot because it wasn't packed or anything and like Andy those. loved episode 2 before the movie came out and he yeah. was like is Count Dooku's actor going to be there is he going to be there and we were like maybe I don't know 
yeah. Anyway, uh, so what happened? We went, so we, we went to this convention, yeah. and I thought it was a magical experience. But then when you're, you know, when you're 13 and Jacob's a nine, when you're a kid, it's it's a different experience. Yes. Uh, and it was great because we saw these costumes, mm-hmm. people cosplaying as different. It was like characters. going to a museum in a way. It was like, and oh, wow, the building was so perfect for Star Wars. Yeah. It really matched the art direction and uh, production design of the prequels. Yeah, it really felt like you were on Karuskan. Kar- Karuskan, Coruscant. Yeah, um, and just that's what it felt like. You can just go look at the Indianapolis Convention Center. They did a few renovations, but you know. I think the old building's still there, and it really know. does have that architectural flavor that really feels like kind Star of that Wars. symmetrical. And I'm just amazed ring. that they decided to pick it in Indy. I know. I don't know. Maybe they're thinking about convention sizes or something, I, or maybe they thought it was a good kind of like midpoint for because a lot of people came from outside. That's the right. States. That's right. I remember someone was complaining that uh, Celebration Four, which far. was in 2006, mm-hmm. or yeah, that it was relocated to Los Angeles and he said great now I have to pay for a longer plane yeah. flight yeah. So, so maybe that was like maybe that part was, of what they thought and it about was great it. there was all this stuff and it was it was also great because we also thought, took a lot of pictures you know with people in costumes and like really oh great yeah you costumes. took a lot of pictures yeah, oh no and you we had this little digital camera that was in Olympus and it was one megapixel oh my mm. goodness one megapixel top of the line it's like the first time we had a digital camera yeah, yeah, it was it's amazing first digital camera. so yeah a few months went by, and Jacob was fiddling around with that little camera. No, and no, I think it was actually going on the trip back, like from the convention. I'm pretty sure. Really? Oh no, maybe it was later. You're right. Anyway, and uh, he was just looking around, pressing the options. Saw a little hammer, Jacob. What was that hammer? Mm-hmm. I saw a little chip and a hammer. I'm thinking, what is that? What could that mean? Could that mean like repair? Could that mean like what on does the that monitor? Do? What yeah. Does that do? So I thought, okay, I'll push it. What happens? No pictures. Data. File card empty. And then I realized what I had done. And I cried. I formatted the drive. <laughs> <laughs> and we took a it great a picture time. with Skinny Django. And we took a, yeah, 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 Skinny Django. But okay, one, just one thing, one word in my defense is that there was no are you sure. True, true. At least, unless my memory is just it's, fooling it's, me. It's a really old primitive. But it feels like it could have been that. Digital camera, but we felt like we were top of the line. But, but and we were kind what of. What did I know? I was looking through the settings and stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was bad. It was all bad. in all, great fun. It was one day, so Good we stuff. sort of started. Oh, and there's another cool thing. Was, I think this might have been in the video, but Andy, <laughs> we were walking to the convention, and there was Leia, Princess Leia. So oh, that was the best. Was I love Leia. this. This is my favorite moment. And and Leia is like, Leia's like, no, 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 no. It wasn't like that. There was there was a guy in a costume yeah. talking to an, another woman in the costume, who's we we Jacob just revealed is Leia. Mm-hmm. And uh, he walks by and he's like, is that Dash Rendar from Shadow of the Empire? And he's like, yeah. And then um, Princess Leia. Princess, yeah, she goes, hey, can you guess who I am? And he's like, no, no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and she's like, come on. And, like, and he's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was fun. That was a good one. Yeah, so, so Andy was great. So that was interesting going through the convention. So fast the forward time. to episode three. Yes, a couple years later. This is now three years later, 2005. Oh, by the way, also, yeah, and it was the same convention center in yep. Indianapolis, but they this time, since I was 16 and you were 12, and chubby, yep, and I was really fat, you this were, is like the fattest fat stage face. I could ever get, yeah, this is bad, fingers, this is bad, ultimate fill um, fat, yeah, and uh, this time we were, we, we got a little bit smarter, and yeah. we were like, let's go for all the days, so yeah, we bought like, what was that, four day pass, hundred dollars, I don't remember how much it cost. Four day passes to episode three convention. I think it's like 60 bucks actually. And we taped a lot of videos there too. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, our friend Andy uh, grew up. A little bit. uh, 
Star Wars wasn't so much. And he was athletic a, and skinny, and I was mm-hmm. fat and and Jabba the Hut like. Our interests were kind of a little bit different, a yeah. little bit different. And, so, uh, and, and he did not join us, unfortunately. And so at that stage, he was just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Why should I go? To it was also like high school phase, kind yes, of. Yes, it was so, very much know. a high school phase. So, Andy, being the more social person, mm-hmm. you know, not you know, sort of just grew out of it. Yeah, know, I know. didn't really grow out of it. He just was embarrassed. But I have a feeling I think Andy, that the I biggest a, thing was he was embarrassed because his peers. Maybe yeah, oh, yeah, probably. I think Andy probably now would go with us. Yeah, he would. I would say he yes. Would. I would say yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a nice guy. He's a cool guy. But when he was a teenager, he was a little little. Uh, little we all go through our phases, yeah. as I like to say. <laughs> yeah, and we all have weird stuff that happens to us. Anyway, Sorry, chubby um, Jake with his little glasses. Yeah, and, chubby Jake walking around. Chubby like, me. Hey, 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 hey. And so we had we had four high. days. Yeah, we got four days pass. Um, I realized uh, quite early on after the first day because we started. You know, we went in the a.m. Mm-hmm. And I realized quite early on that uh, conventions, I um, well, here's here's the thing, there's right? There's something about that. There's something about them. I know, but I think one of the biggest problems that that we made that we had with the with our scheduling of going to the convention was we didn't under fully understand what the conventions were about. And even though we had a schedule, I don't think we followed that schedule. What we should have done, really. Not at all. What we did basically is go every day. And for example, I had school on Thursdays and Fridays. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? So. Thursday and Friday, we kind of came later, right? Yeah. And on the weekends, for some reason, you slept in. I don't know why. We should have we gone in the morning, you know what I mean? And I know, those, those but are, I was chubby and fat, and I had to eat my, you know, giant burgers from Wendy's. <laughs> in the morning. Biggest size. Yeah. No, so, at night. Yeah, at night. And so I would yeah. just fall asleep. Fall asleep. And then uh, our problem was that we what we should have done is we should have blocked out like looked at the schedule say okay so here's a panel going on here there's an event here there's an exhibit yeah. here let's let's map it out and we'll go to all these events right mm-hmm. instead we basically just wandered around the exhibit halls and like looking for stuff and and because we were children we went mostly to the main hall remember that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the huge the main one with all the merchandising yeah with all the guys selling which is like apparently was like that's half of the convention experience it's like you're supposed to come over there and and you know just waste your money on yeah just a bunch of tat basically yeah but i don't think we we didn't really know much about conventions we didn't what we're supposed to do so basically we skipped out on a lot of yeah. interesting events. Like we could have gone to the beginning uh, opening, opening ceremonies ceremony. and just watched something. But guess what we did? We decided you, to go like to sixteen and twelve. Hey, hey, we decided to. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait in line for how speaking many of, hours? Speaking of lines, yes, yes. That's lines. what we're going to talk about, which is going to lead into this really quickly. We decided to wait in line because we noticed was this screening of episode four? Yes. At the convention. We're thinking, hmm, hmm, what could this be? A screening? If it's a screening, it must be. Like, because I was always hearing about digital technology yeah. and new HD this projectors. This is back when, like, HD was kind of yeah. getting in the mainstream. And episode two was filmed in HD. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew that way yeah. back in the day, yeah. And we were like, and digital, this, could be, yeah. this could be a good, really nice quality, crisp screening of episode four. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, were, do, 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 we really do, do. wanted to do that. We, like, sacrificed, like, two a, hours I waiting in line. really quite a bit long. I mean, like... We were we were lying line down on the standards. floor. We were waiting so long. Yeah, we were waiting in line. We were thinking, oh, this is gonna be good. We're getting closer to the hall. We're like, oh, this is gonna we be We can cool. hear them testing the sound. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And people carry on those replica lightsabers. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Those hundred dollar. Yeah, lots of cool ones. Yeah. And then we get in there. We sit down. We get free popcorn. Remember that little yeah, free, free popcorn, <laughs> tiny popcorn. Yeah, but it was all just normally salty. And we got like a pretty good seat and stuff. But you know, it's, it's a and hall. It was a huge so hall. Was, yeah. yeah. It was basically like... With a big screen. off Not office chairs, but, you know, kind of standard yeah. chairs. Uh, they had this huge screen set up. Mm-hmm. And we saw in the back this giant projector. Yes. And we're like, whoa. And this huge blue projector, you know, 
cinema projector. It's the it's the new like digital Christie cinema, or whatever those Christie, are called. Christie, yeah, yeah. And we're like, man, this is gonna this be good. This, this be better good. be good. This better, better be good. good. <laughs> the announcer and, and, comes and out. The announcer comes out. He's like, welcome, or whatever, right? Yeah, we're he's talking about Star we're watching Wars. Star Wars Episode Four, and of course, <laughs> the, oh, this yeah. the crowds of people. And he said it's the DVD version from Star Wars the 2004 edition. <laughs> and that was and, I, and I, that was one sign. Okay, but I thought, okay, this is the DVD version, but they might have a. HD copy of yeah, the DVD yeah. version. And the projector was there, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, so we were just... Mm-hmm. Half the proof is there. <laughs> yes. Is there. And, he, and, then, and he just commented, the sound is gonna be awesome. And we're like, hmm, cool. Okay, he just said it about the sound. And then the moment of disappointment was... Yeah. The DVD menu. Yeah, yeah. There it was on the screen, and, and at that point we were like, uh, this is unlikely. And it didn't fill the screen HD. either. No. 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 And so we were watching, and we're like, oh... I mean, it's not. It wasn't like disappointing. Like we were like, "Oh, we're so sad." It was just kind of like we were going yeah, there hoping yeah. to watch, like you know, this because this, this is the convention after all. Yes, exactly. It's an the official, official event. Yeah. I mean, you pay to get in. We pay you know. good money for this, and we're we're skipping the opening ceremony. Yeah, for it. and stuff like that. So we were thinking that's probably they scheduled that way because it's a special event. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was interesting. I guess watching we watched the, what the first half of the film until the, they get to the Death Star, the first third or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and it was great seeing all the fans yeah, cheer and laugh. That was like the best part. It was a fan kind of. And that was like the point, and, yeah. which was which I probably would have appreciated more now than I would then, because yeah. I really didn't see a big deal out of that. Because we were like, well, why are we just watching with a bunch of other people? Except I might be annoyed because everybody cheered at Boba Fett. You mean the one blue screen Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah, the one from yeah that's not supposed to be in A New Hope. Yeah, I know, but he is because they you know special edition. Yeah, but it was but it was it was fun though. I mean, like remember yeah, like yeah. when every time a new character pops in, yeah, yes, yes, Luke. I'm Han Solo. Yeah, Han. <laughs> But see, this is this is the difference. But the sound was good, I have to say. Yeah, the sound, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was loud at least. Yeah, um, but here's the difference: we're relishing the fact that people are cheering mm-hmm. for Han Solo and yeah. Luke Skywalker. But soon enough, we're going to start talking about the new events that happened in Comic Con, and I'm going to be really annoyed. Mm, right. right, right, right. So I need to describe the fact that there's a difference. Yes. Between these two, first of all, Star Wars is a time-tested old movie that everybody's been seeing for cherished by it, millions for over a thousand generations for reasons I would say yes and it's not like it's going to like it just because it's, it's not safe upcoming. to say it's not really a fad right? yeah yeah it's just people it's, who it's, like this stuff right. and they're here yeah and they're enthusiastic and it interests them for uh, whatever reason like, um, for example we would go let's say Let's connect this to the room. Right. Let's say we would go to screen of the room. Everybody would be cheering and laughing yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. too, which is, that's the environment. I mean, it's not like we're going to get everybody in the world going, yeah! Yeah, exactly. It's definitely right. a um, a select um, mm-hmm. audience, right? And the same thing happened when we watched Back to the Future in cinemas. Oh, man. That was, that was, that that was, was very best. fun. I really love that. There was a screening of Back to the Future in, in Indianapolis. At the AMC Theater. And it was AMC exactly had, 25 years. That was perfect. It was November, AMC what was it, November 26th? Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was the actual day. Yes. One of the days. It was the exact day. The exact day where they where Doc where Marty, Brown... Marty went right, Marty goes to, to 1955. And uh, it was like a special thing AMC was doing. It was like a one-time event across the states. Yeah, digital. Showing digital projection. Showing the Blu-ray master. Oh, it was lovely. It was great. Because the audience was just so like, they were engaged. We were all laughing at the jokes. Yeah. And it was like the first time we actually watched Back to the Future. Obviously, because what... 1985, where were we? We weren't born. Fetuses. I wasn't yes. even a fetus. No, you weren't. You weren't a fetus. You're no. nothing. I was nothing. Uh, <laughs> I was nothing. <laughs> and so it was a really great, I think, screening. Probably like probably one of the best, I think, times watching a movie in the cinema. It was yeah, great. Yeah. It was great. So that's a little different. Yeah. I wanted to explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, Back to the Future is also kind of a franchise that's been yeah. you know, 
well known and everyone likes it. And if it. you guys wanted to know what that blue giant Christie cinema mm-hmm. projector was for, it was for the last oh, yes. day when they were showing um, preview for episode three. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. It was just crisp. Not the movie, <laughs> the footage, the digital yeah. cinema projection. And, and, those and corners, that's those... when I fell in love with digital projection. Yes, it's true, right? <laughs> it was so good. It was so crisp. And I remember watching it and I was thinking, those corners are really sharp. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Because watching movies back then was and this film. Was, and the funny thing is that episode three and two were both filmed at 1080p. Yes, and they looked great. And they looked great. And the contrast was so good. It was great. And it was cool. the screen was so big. And I'm guessing this Christie projector was a, a, a sort of like a higher quality one because I think we've been watching digital movies ever since. Ah, you think so? Maybe you're... Maybe because and I'm just I'm not very impressed with the digital cinema projectors we have. Yeah. Although they are good, obviously, but yeah, just, I was saying something like maybe I'm looking at this through rose tinted glasses. Be, but, I don't know. Um, I can't really say, but I remember the impression. Yeah. On us was pretty yeah. big. So anyway, uh, the audience you're talking about different kinds of people, yeah. different kinds of interests, right? Compared I just, to I just wanted to talk about the the scout trooper since we're on here. Okay. The scout trooper from you know the Battle of Endor, the Moon of Endor, Forest Moon of Endor. Um, he uh, was having he was a little lost, mm-hmm. so he asked you, yeah, he "Where's did. where's a hall, where's where's Hall C? Huh? Could you help me here? I wish I took a picture of Jacob yeah, giving yeah. him directions. That was great, Scout like, Trooper. Like, you, you think, think he he's over there? And he's like, oh, he's nice, like, oh thanks, thanks, man. And he walks like really jolly. But that's that's the fun stuff I think about. Let's say conventions. That is a cool thing. At yeah. least the Star Wars themed convention is yeah. great because like there's a bunch of stormtroopers around. And I saw so many model makers and special effects people oh, at that yeah, convention. The, like the making of yeah, we saw. What were you? Were you right next to? Uh, that was interesting. Yeah, uh, Thomas Knoll. Thomas Knoll. Yeah. No, John Which, Knoll. John Knoll. Thomas Knoll is the Photoshop, Photoshop guy. Yeah. His brother, John Knoll, who was the, the Photoshop guy. Yeah, who was you know he talks like this all the time, and he's always in these documentaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, was, yeah, he was, he was, ILM guy. He was right behind me, and we we knew him and recognized him, but we didn't say anything. No, because it's always weird because like you always feel like you know. Yeah. And then Going I saw him would be like uh, interrupting him because he was with the family, I think. Mm-hmm. And, he'd be and like, I saw hey, we, yeah. we watched you on the making of. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't do that. But we saw and also a bunch saw, of model makers. Model maker, right? And the thing about me is that I recognize them. I recognize them. I didn't know their names, mm-hmm. and I, st- I still forgot his name. Yeah. But I know who he is, and I, I know he's been th- doing pretty all sure, the. Though, mo- he's been supervising the models since the first Star Wars, man, but and you, I knew him. I was walking around him, and they were. And he was talking like, to the fan. Like I know. I, I should have, <laughs> but I'm always of this, when I was a smaller child, mm-hmm. teenager, I was always afraid. I had this hidden fear that everybody that I recognize, I can't approach because I know there's going to be some kind of bodyguard in the really? background who's going to come up and say, no, 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 don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. Back away. Stay away. I always thought that was the case. And that's why I never, you know, that's why I have a fear. But now you know. That's not the case. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, didn't you say he was talking to someone? You could have talked to him. I know. Yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Stupid fat Phil. Stupid fat Phil. Sausage his fingers. Uh, yeah. Let's about? go to Comic-Con. Comic Let's Con. talk about Comic-Con a bit, right? Yes. So in the news is the phenomenon of the Hall H line. Yes. Right? And apparently this is the Hall H is longest, the biggest hall yeah. in San Diego Comic-Con where they show the biggest uh, movie announcements. And right. all the big studios Mainstream keep uh, yeah, registering. They, like, the these, actors come in and they, they do yeah. events, I mean, presentations. And now, things. compared to E3, uh, okay. Comic-Con is completely unorganized when it comes to presenting stuff for people who can't attend Comic-Con. Look at E3. Right. We had, yeah, E3 we had total live stream. four, all five big companies making their announcement for their products yeah. and their the new upcoming things and they had to stream and it's fun 
Comic-Con still doesn't have that. Comic-Con's, I think they're trying to be really exclusive, right? And I think that's really stupid. Mm, I agree. Because... <laughs> I mean, it seems like in this age, I don't really see I think too much of a point. I, I, I understand, think... like, the experience of going there for the people who like going there, I'm sure that that's the point. They're going there because they want to be in the same room, right? So, but for the I rest guess, of us... because you the feel of, the energy. Whatever, yeah. But for the rest of us, why, why couldn't they just do a stream, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because the thing is, like, I felt the energy. We were we we went to a bunch of Q and A's for uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Yeah. And there was a bunch of actors, you know. Yeah. Right, yeah. Great. I feel the energy. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. So it's like I know, but that's that's my opinion. You see, I know other people get a kick out of it, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's fun for them, and I get it. But you know, I don't think it's worth. Uh, waiting so long. Yeah, but it, to me, it seems lines. like this Comic Con. I don't know much of the history of conventions. I'm sure that people who've gone to conventions can tell you, like one of what the first Comic Cons. But it's, it's weird though, because we're kind of like in at this point where Comic Con now is definitely not about comics anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a section, right? Which but, is the section I would probably go to first. Yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. I mean, it'd be cool to like if I was into comics. I think it'd be neat to go and meet the artists and things, and you know, chat about comic book history or your favorite yeah, comic yeah. books and what they're working on you know details that kind of stuff but it seems to me like comic con has become something this kind of phenomenon yeah, where mid, mid-year seems, advertisement land yeah but it's just strange because it seems like everyone you know kind of like mild uh fans of things are, are even going everyone's basically going to comic con yeah, it's because trendy. They, they, it's trendy Pop, yeah. yeah it's become some kind of like it's popular hip fad to like go to the comic con why because you want to be first you want to go see the previews of your favorite movie. You want to meet those celebrities. Yeah, and it, to me it's just weird because it feels like it's just like overvaluing a lot of the mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. not just hype, but these movies that are coming out, you know, based on comic books or like, you know, overvaluing just, you know, actors and seeing them as just like these amazing, you know, like people, you have to go see them in person. It's like when you go there and you see them, it's like, wow, I was looking at these actors on the stage, you know what I mean? It just but seems that, to but me that like... that has some sort of, it's kind of true in a way because well, when you go yeah. and watch a like theater... And yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit there. that. I'm but just that's, saying... that's, that's, that's something that has been tried and true for all for countless generations. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that I get so There's this... nothing new about that. Right. But I, I'm just getting this feeling that it seems like it's just the saturation of just over, somehow over glorifying, just like going to see a trailer. You yeah, know? the exclusive. It, it, the exclusive thing is just like you have to be there. And, and in my opinion, it feels like a lot of people who are going, I get the impression they're not really like comic book fans, you know, at heart. It seems like to me, like a lot of them are just like, I don't know, like, moviegoers and they just want to see you know i don't know Thor yeah the up next there. yeah kind of this new i think our generation kind of people it yeah, seems yeah, like. yeah because older people who are into comics you know what i mean like i would probably say you know someone like mark hamill you know oh he's he seems yeah. to me like a comic guy like he was talking about how he's into comics yeah, yeah, he's yeah, into yeah. Comics. And he definitely seems like he knows everything about yeah and he, he seems like a guy to me like he he knows kind of the place of making comic books a hobby. Yeah, you know, yeah, it feels yeah. like he, he understands like that's just something that's entertaining for him. It's interesting as an art form. It's something that he's mm-hmm, into. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like Mark Hamill will be the guy who just would just be obsessing like of going to Comic-Con, like cheering like, oh, this is the most important event you know, of the year. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. feel like that. So I think that that's something, in my opinion, or at least my impression is that a lot of people nowadays, it seems, are just... are giving too much they for the thrill. they're giving too much importance i think to you know like events like this but mm-hmm. you know i could be you know being a little too preach or something here but i'm just saying that no, i think that's you're completely right i totally agree with this so i mean but having having not gone to these things it just seems to me like it's it's just a little bit over 
you know, overhyped. And, and I wouldn't be surprised, like, for example, now Comic-Con Hall H is like... Yeah, we should talk about people. Hall H, and there's a great article. I'm looking at the one right now from TheVerge.com, mm-hmm. which has a nice little essay about someone's experience yeah. having to wait so long mm-hmm. just to see some new sort of event. And I'm sure, I'm 100% sure yes. that once you get to Hall H, it's going to be so crammed. <laughs> it's going to so be hot. so hot. Oh, yeah. And would it be worth it? That's, that's because thing, just a see? few days or maybe weeks later, we're just gonna have it on the internet. Exactly. And the thing is, I have, I have a. Uh, and my, I know that the thrill is to have everybody there, and you have the yeah, person I presenting understand the as well. movie I understand that, totally. and all that. But you know, I understand it. I understand it on on one level. But I think that you know, like you said, is it worth it? You know, like they were talking about how this is the most mm-hmm. attended, like most the most amount of people this year wanted to go to Hall H, right? And the line, like, stretched for what? I don't even know. I couldn't figure out. Was it two days or, like, six hours or something? But either way, the longest, right? Yeah. The longest line, uh, uh, the longest wait, right, in years. Mm-hmm. Or actually for, in forever. Um, but yeah, then it's, you know, it just seems like, is it really, you know, is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. There have been a lot of fans, apparently, who've been... Um saying what they think about it after their experience is going to Comic-Con yeah. every year for a long time, for mm-hmm. decades, perhaps. Um, and some of them even just quit the quit waiting in line or even like just not wanting to attend anymore because of all the hassle and all yeah. of the, the waits and all the, you know... The, yeah, I mean, just basically waiting in line so long for just one event. And is it worth it? Is you it see, worth it? It's not worth it for them. Didn't you want to read something or no? No, that's about all I okay, wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to be a little bit more articulate. Yeah, but that's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So it just feels like... Uh... It, but it's just interesting to me because it just feels like this is kind of like a phenomenon, not just Comic-Con, but, you know, comic book movies themselves, you know, and this kind of like... Yeah, that's an oversight. I, th- you know, it, just it feels like that, doesn't it? It feels like there's just like so much interest in, you know... I, I just have a feeling like a lot of people, like I said before, who are into comics were into it for different reasons, and it seems like yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like they were reading comics because it was entertaining, because maybe there was there was a message in them. Or but something. I like that we keep talking about comic book movies and comics. <laughs> we know nothing. About <laughs> we haven't no, we haven't read any. No, no, I read a couple, but I nothing. read a little bit of Ultimate Spider-Man, but I didn't read everything. Yeah, but I just. Uh, but but it is definitely though something that's going on right now because you know there's I don't think there's ever been such a huge you know, audience for comic book movies, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure, like, I'm back sure everybody's when having... Batman came out, the first one, not yeah, the first no. one, Tim Burton one, yeah, yeah. I think it was it was a little bit different back then. It was all the people who were reading the comics And you could go to Comic-Con, you know? and it would just be comic people. Yes. Who were just, like, nerdy people, and they would be like, hey, you're here, yeah, and then you can have a nice chat, yep. you can talk. But no, now we got people snapping pictures. Snapping pictures But then again, the I also have to say on the other what? end, with the studios who are bringing their product in yes. there to, you know, to reveal... I feel like they are also being a little bit too uh, secretive about their things. Mm-hmm. Because what's the point of having this exclusive, for example, the Humpin, the Hobbit trailer mm-hmm. that came out, and the uh, Batman bin Superman yes. that also showed up, and Batam. whatever other, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy previews or whatever. Yep. Why? I understand that you paid money to watch these things to be exclusive, but if it's not going to show up after like three or four days after the con... Mm-hmm. It's just, saying if it's I, not, feel, I feel like I feel like that's not nice. If it's just exclusive for the con, yeah, I'd I'd never like that. Yeah, I guess I guess because it's all on the internet. Everything's connected now. Mm, so that's it's true. Like, you know, and it's a trailer after all. Yep. 
it's not it's not the movie. If it's the movie, yeah. well, that's that's different. And yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. watch we can, let's watch a rough cut of you know, let's here. Uh, yeah. Let's show you the rough cut of Batman v Superman. Yeah, that 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 could work, right? That yeah. could work. I'd be fine with that. Don't record don't that. It. And I understand that there are a little bit. You know, they have like rules for Google Google Glass. They have rules for Google. They have rules for Google Glass. Google Glass. Yeah. Google Glass. How do you say it? Google Glass. Google Glass. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> they have they have rules for those now. You know, you can't bring them into. Yeah, the I would assume. Anything. Yeah. Which is. Okay, but I mean, like, if it's a trailer, who cares? Honestly. I don't know. It's going to be out later. It's true. And that's the thing. Why do you have to wait until it gets out later, too? You know what? I don't know. Just this just comes back to this comes back to the new format that's going to happen. It's going to sweep the the globe, which is simulta- <laughs> simultaneous releases. Which is happening, man. Look, I, I went on Blu-ray.com today, and guess what I saw? Pre-order of Hercules, and it didn't even come out yet. Wow. That's you know, The Rock. The Rockules. Yeah, The Rock. The Brett Ratner movie that I'm not going to watch. The, the, yeah, that's true. Uh... Yeah. So uh, let's, let's talk about the things that were on Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about some of them. Now, here's the problem: it's <clears> not <throat> as efficient or as easy to find as E3, which we had a nice list and it showed right. everything, we're showed the that. trailers, we're that, showed though, all right. that. Yeah. I'm just reminding people. Yes. Okay. So all I can think of is Humpin, Humpin Three, Humpen. or Batman vs uh, Superman. Well, there was some other stuff like they were talking about how they're gonna do like um, Skull Island. Oh, yeah, movie. you see, it's like, it's all scattered everywhere. Skull uh, Island. Yeah, so speaking of comics, since we're doing that, there's this right. new TV show coming out called Gotham. I wish we had Luke to talk about this because I, we I am... We did we? A little bit, yeah, yeah, we did. Was that, was that off the record? It's off because... Uh, no, what did we talk about destroyed. Gotham off the record? I thought we did or not, or no. I don't remember. I don't either. But yeah, uh, don't really care. The thing with Gotham, I think, is that based on just seeing the trailer, that's important because didn't, we didn't watch it. Oh, so you're saying my opinion isn't valid when I say I don't really care? I'm not saying that. I'm just making it clear that we haven't watched the show or anything, but just based on seeing the trailer, it doesn't look interesting. No, because I feel like everything shouldn't be connected. Yes, and I think that... And I I feel like Gotham's only true purpose and meaning and value for me to care is because Batman's in it. Yes, and I have to agree with Tim, who one time said, I don't remember when he said this, but he was talking about how he didn't necessarily like so much the... I hope I'm getting this right. Didn't like so much the Nolan movies because there were elaborating too much on the origin of Batman and kind of like him rising up and having to find his identity in bats and all these different things because to, to him it felt more like Batman was a guy who fought crime and solved mysteries and solved mysteries right and I think that's actually a good point because Gotham here this 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 show seems like it's, it's <laughs> extrapolating it, it so far you know now we're not even there's no Batman anymore now no. it's just we're delving into Gotham and it's like and it's also young Bruce Wayne we're yeah. gonna see him but sometimes like you do said, things they interconnect too much stuff and, and then, it becomes and, like almost and like and a joke and then look Oswald pa- Cobblepot oh look there's Poison Ivy's you exactly know? there's Selina Kyle before yeah. she was Catwoman yes and see like they're just everything like just quote unquote makes sense everything's gonna make sense later on oh Edward Nigma, what have you been up to I've been filing these reports, sir. Right, right. But tell me, who is afraid of the big black bat? <sighs> See, that, that kind of stuff. It feels like... And then Gordon's going, there's so much injustice in the world. And again, and, it's gonna, and who knows, you know, maybe Gordon's going I mean, I get it. There's Smallville, but Smallville was about Superman. He had superpowers. Yeah, I guess. Batman as a kid is nothing. But I guess it's just He's like, just Bruce. It's just for me, it doesn't seem so fun when you just take... You know, a concept, and you just go and make all these have to interconnect all these origin stories, and it's just taking too far. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. There's a limit. I think there's a limit. Yep, I think there's a limit. But anyway, what else is there? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, they they're releasing. They're even talking oh, about the Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, I remember 
like what they're also doing like Godzilla 2 everything is like everything's too they're announcing things before the movies came out yes. or just recently after they've come yes. out I think it's the like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 thing is just so they can secure a new movie while, probably, while probably. you know strike while the iron's hot yeah um, that's my guess Obviously, I'm not mad about these things, but it's just kind of weird that people have to emphasize them. Mm, yeah, but I guess this is also kind of like a thing where it's like, oh, guys, get hyped for the second one. It's like, everyone's yeah. like, yes, I can't wait for the second one. But who knows? It might be just an amazing Spider-Man 2 again. Yeah. Or Spider-Man 3. Yeah, so here's another interesting thing. So what? Legendary Pictures, I knew about Legendary Pictures since, uh, and they seem to be the company did that do, I would have made if do. I was not Chubby Fat Phil from 2005. Did they do? Uh, did they uh, work with the Matrix or no? No, Crap. this is before. That's Village Roadshow. Village Roadshow. That they're Australian. Oh, okay, but Legendary Pictures is a new company. Well, new since two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Since three hundred, right? Yeah, like three hundred was sort of like one of their first ones. Okay, and I am amazed at all the stuff that they've been tackling because mm. they've been doing all kinds of things. You know, they helped make Batman, uh, Dark Knight, and. Batam begins, yeah. Superman returns, and Clash of the Titans, and uh, Godzilla, mm-hmm. and um, these things. Yes, these things. Okay, um, okay. And it, like I said, it's the company that I wish I would have had if I weren't uh, a child. Yeah, yeah. So if you know, if if I could somehow be born earlier, and mm. or or tell my past self, you know, stop being such a stupid doofus yeah. and do these exact things, and you'll do a great job. <laughs> Then, when, when you know, we'd have legendary pictures and it'd be great because here's the thing. The difference is just in style that it feels like a little bit, you know, they're just sort of like being really adventurous with their okay. things, which I think is great. Um, but it just feels like they're trying a little too hard, mm. something like that. It just feels like, you know, the movies that come out are decent movies, but that's what they are. They're just kind of decent and entertaining. Okay. And I think you could have done more with it. But mm. that's a different uh, scope altogether, I right. guess. So that's why it's hard for me to say, Legendary Pictures, yeah! But I will say, Legendary Pictures, very good, uh, you know, like, like I'm glad... Better, better approach, They're approach. getting stuff done. Yeah, They're that's getting cool. some cool stuff done. Um, even though the stuff, that the cool stuff is the stuff that they're getting, they're wanting to make, but the result isn't as cool. Never mind. Okay, okay. Skull Island, right? Yeah. It's amazing Peter Jackson isn't part of this. I know, I was thinking because, maybe he will be. Um, <laughs> as hey, opposed... Hey, wait, did we talk about, uh, we never talked, it was on the Batman podcast, right? They got destroyed, deleted. Like Gotham deleted. High? They got lost. Uh, we were talking about how King Kong somehow seems quite underrated, right? Yeah, Peter we did. Jackson we movies. talked about King Kong. But it is strange because like everyone knows Peter Jackson. Everyone obviously knows Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. And it's like this desolate in between. Yeah, like and uh, King Kong. And it seems like a lot of people don't don't know about King Kong or like forget it or forgot about it. Right. Yeah, so and it's, it's just because of its length. That's really yeah. like the main issue. Is just because it's all too. Because it's not a bad movie. I think not at right? all. Not at all. If you yeah. just took out this extra hour. Mm. It definitely does, does drag. And if you tone down with the melodrama. Yes, that's definitely with, one with, 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 you know, the Kong and Anne relationship. I think it'd be th- just think, normal, a great, a fun yeah, movie. Yeah. It's an exciting movie. Yeah, and you got different locations. Points if you and, figure out where what I'm referencing that from. I have no clue. It's an exciting movie. Get her wait out for Darth Vader or he'll get you. It's a popular video uh, a few years ago. Huh. Okay, well, maybe someone will know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Skull Island. So is that gonna be like a prequel or something? Yeah, like Monster Fest. You know exactly what what Peter Jackson was talking about. He would love to make like a midquel for King Kong. Oh yeah. So this is like the perfect opportunity, and I can't believe that Peter Jackson. I bet when he, he was, will. you know, promoting the Hobbit three, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
in, uh, you know, like yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. I bet he was looking, he's like, King Kong, oh, oh, Skullano, Skullano, oh, oh. Because here's the thing. I don't think anybody understands about Peter Jackson. He's a, he's a big King Kong guy. He's like the, the, the hugest King Kong guy. Lord of the Rings, you know, forget about it. He's not about Lord of the Rings, man. He's not about Middle Earth. But then he, he said it himself. Yes, like he's always all about the time. King Kong. And I admire him so much more because of that. Because uh, yeah, yeah. Because I like that there's this like little niche thing, and it's a great, important film like King Kong with special effects and like, right. like, like you know, like, like the beginnings of all these adventure movies and you know, monster movies and everything. And that's what I like so much more than you know, people always keep shoving the stupid Lord of the Rings Middle Earth thing. Like he's such yeah. a big, huge fan of. I never it. understood that. Why when I, I'm sure, I'm sure in a heartbeat, he would be like, "It's a lot of movie. I'd rather do that." Yeah, definitely, definitely, so. and I would want him to do that because he has so much fun with these monsters. Exactly, exactly, and it's something that he's really like super interested in since he was a kid and stuff. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm sure Peter Jackson's gonna try to be involved with that, which is good and you know, fun, great. Skull Island sounds cool, but I always thought that uh, I don't know what you could do with it, honestly. Me neither, man. I, I wasn't that. I never was like a, the biggest King Kong guy or anything, so I don't. Well, the only one who is is Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the last King Kong fan. I like it too, but you know, I mean, it's just really hard to think about all the, uh, like, what what stories you can tell on. Skyland. I don't know. You can talk about like uh, like the, the civilization, being, yeah. But then again, that could easily be an being, original movie. Being settled, attempted to be settled by. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because they remember and, they made that nice little uh, mockumentary about Skyland. Yes, which is great. And they also made these books. Like I'm telling you, man, they have so they had so much more fun. Not much more fun, but they just poured so much energy into making King Kong just as like just as dense as Lord of the yeah, Rings was. Yeah, like believable and creating yeah. backstory. And, um, and and if you keep thinking like The Hobbit is like what they were doing, <laughs> not at all, no chance. You can look at the behind the scenes. You can look at him ta- talking about The Hobbit compared to them talking about yeah. King Kong. And it's, it's totally different story. Different. Yeah. yeah, and then Gareth Edwards directed Godzilla 2, right, which, Godzilla 2. Is, which makes no sense to me because I always thought that he was going to be working on the Boba Fett movie. Hey, is he going to be two, making two movies? That's unfair. It makes me sad. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe different sketches. Nah, sketches. Sketch. Nah. <laughs> well, I would, I, would eat, I would love to make both of those. It'd be beautiful. Godzilla and what else? Well, if Gareth Edwards can do it. No, we said what, what, both movies. Godzilla and he, what? He's doing Boba Fett. Oh, Boba Fett. But you don't want to make Boba Fett. I would love to make Boba Why? Fett. Why? You, you were talking about how Boba Fett is a dumb idea to make into a movie. It would, but if they ask me to, yeah, I'll do it. Really? Yeah. What would you do? Uh, well, here's the no thing. No connecting, like... Rivals with Han Solo. No, that's None garbage. That. I just be the him traversing, doing bad things, delicious things. He's the anti-hero, and he's not to be. There was there's just liked. there's just a little bit of little little bits of things that you know that could make him a little bit of a better person, and okay. he understands that. But, but minimal. Yeah, he has but to most be, he has of the things he's just a guy following orders and you know hunting bounty. Exactly. Money um, for money. Yeah, and you just see some of his his misadventures. Yes. And okay. getting into trouble with different gangs. And hunting people, but I think he has to, he has to be established. He's, and he's you really could good easily do it from another person's perspective. You could make up new characters ah, and bad. have them being hunted by Boba Fett. Okay, that's cool because then it means more menacing. Then he's worth a lot to me. But I always thought Boba, Boba, but, Boba but Fett was the one main of the best thing. bounty hunters. Like in terms, of like he's good at his bound. Well, hunting. he's the one who caught Han Solo. Yeah, so like the one, the Han it should, it should Solo, the guy he knew nothing about. Yes, beforehand. But it should be apparent in the movie because I, I, I think I don't necessarily like as well when. 
suddenly you see Boba Fett being oh so vulnerable and his struggles. No, never, and stuff. never. No. You don't do that. Maybe you drop hints of that, but the point is that he's so hardened that yes, he doesn't care exactly. about those. He's, you just get a glimpse of he's, the he's, person that he might have been. He's on the wrong but path. But that's it, and you can't. Yeah, and it's not going to be any conf- conflict. Yeah, he's just I'm Boba Fett. Because apparently that's also popular now. It's just like yeah. oh the melan- melancholic they, well, sappy yeah, yeah, yeah. stories about the, villains. Look, look, it's like. They're bad. Okay? With, with all the nerd trending stuff yeah. that right now, you're gonna have fangirls. Oh, they're they're gonna know, be able to write fan fictions about yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. And that, that, there you go. They can yeah. leave it to that. They can write those. Um, but the biggest thing, because I'm all about directing movies, you know, less about you know writing and mm-hmm. stuff, because that's not my forte. But I understand it and I appreciate it my all fort. That. I think that's what it says. That's pronunciation. Forte. My fort. I think. No, I don't think. I think so. so, dude. We'll look it up. It's not my fort. Forte. A uh, little star. Okay. I think. Um, the execution has to be. I would insist on making it look 100% like the old Star Wars movies. And that doesn't mean filming in film. Nope. That means the lighting and the manner of uh, camera angles and the the music. And like, dun, 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 dun. And the shots and the lighting. Yeah. Just the entire feeling. And like, whenever you think of a cool shot, like, can't do that. Can't do that. We have nope. to figure out how they would have done it. Keep it, in keep it within uh, limitations. Yeah, the, the the classic Star Wars style. That'd be awesome, and it would be amazing to see something like that. But, but I hope, mean, hopefully, maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe Episode Seven, if they do that. Well, that'd I told be great. you, I will buy J.J. Abrams a drink. Yes. Whenever, if ever, I get to meet him, and I'll post it on the Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but that'd be awesome. And I'll and I'll pretend I'll you know I'll look like I'm crying, and that will be so good. <laughs> So there you go. You can. Uh, there's. The and there's too many. I think there's a lot of news. I think we can't. There isn't a lot of news. Come on, man. No, like, there's a lot of headlines. But Wonder Woman. Oh, the haters have been. Duped. Oh, the haters. Yep. Um. There's Batman. There's Batman. All, like, Kevin Smith who's really good at talking. Mm-hmm. Um. Whatever. Sam Raimi writing Evil Dead TV series, mm. which sounds uh, doesn't sound like it's gonna fly very well. It's gonna, it sounds like Gotham to me. Same sort of deal. So what can you do with Evil Dead? Wait, it's in Phillip. a cabin. Yeah, I know. It's I know. a great one-shot comedy movie that that rocks, and I love it. But you, there's know. only so much you can do. Yeah, TV. I don't know. It's a whole different. Oh yeah, because story. yeah, now the TV thing. TV people thing are is... kind of convincing themselves that TV is the place where all yeah, the, a couple years ago, all the like, quality is coming yeah, in. The, the quality film is shifting to junky entertainment, but TV is delving into serious stories and things. But okay, never mind. That's that's. <laughs> there's there's else. a truth in that, but yeah. that truth is just because. Uh, but I think a big part of it, I don't want to sound like I'm just like covering because, everything over because with one blanket. Because the big blanket. companies are just sort of like just pushing out these movies, and that's the trend. Oh right yeah, now. that's true. And that's that's, true. that's pretty much like the big reason why movies aren't doing that. Yeah. And there's, but the funny thing is that there's always movies that are coming out yeah. that are smart and intelligent. Yeah, exactly. But they're small. But here's the important. You don't thing, notice at least for me. The important thing is that I I don't agree. I remember this was a couple of years ago. Is when Kevin Spacey was talking about. Oh yeah, His yeah, opinion yeah. was that. It's all content, and the new generation just wants content. Regardless of what it is, they want good stories. And while that's partially true, I think people want good stories. I think that the medium is important as well, because film is a medium, just like books are a medium, right? Mm-hmm. And TV series is also, are also mediums, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so I don't think that... It, I think it matters how you portray stories, right? And in TV shows, you have a different approach, right? You have more time, mm-hmm. you can delve into more details, and so on and so forth. But I don't think that means because TV might be doing some things better, that means that suddenly TV's, that's where all the good content is. Because it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, like, what matters is also the medium, I think. And the both mediums have different strengths and weaknesses. Exactly, yeah. One medium has a, you can make a strong story with really bold ideas mm-hmm. and 
like run for two yeah. hours. Yeah, exactly. And you have to work within a limit, for yes. example, with and a that's, movie. And that's an art within itself. Exactly. You, and it will generate a different kind of feeling. Exactly. TV, its strength is, of course, length. Length, right. And I always keep taking the Dragon Ball analogy. Um, Dragon Ball is a cheesy show and it's really campy, okay. but I love it because mm-hmm. it's so campy and fun. The characters are fun and all, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But you, I can't help but get excited after like five hours of nothing <laughs> when something big happens and some character comes back and he beats the crap out of the, out yeah. of the bad guy because it's just been five hours of agony, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not agony, but like, like agony because it's too long and agony because of that. But the reason I'm sticking to it because I like Dragon Ball and I like the art style and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, this is by no means like an uh, example of intelligent and you know thought-provoking storyline it's just uh, an immediate reaction an emotional reaction to how much time you've been spending mm-hmm. based on how you know like yeah on what happens been watching on screen and how much hasn't been going on and uh there's many tv shows out these days uh that do the same sort of thing yeah. and it seems to me that people can't distinguish the differences between that kind of emotional reaction or an intelligent sort of step back and reanalyze the yeah. fact and how this was um uh presented yeah um so they just think to themselves that one's the better one yeah so much more better so epic but yeah there's there's all kinds of different factors and especially for example in television you also have uh, a problem with television can be where it's it's you know too character driven and suddenly we we get you know tons of episodes where the story doesn't progress and we just get more details of the characters and see i think that would be they're not not utilizing the art form of tv as well because If there's not really a point, if it's not, if it's not and also there's ways of explaining character yeah. uh, backgrounds by just saying, let's say, just one word or one action, right, exactly. and it will speak for everything that you've right. been written for three pages. And of course, then it goes back to you know and studios personal, wanting to and personal yeah. preference. Like yeah. you, someone might like looking at the background stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like like the, like watching three episodes of someone's backstory. That's fine. Yeah. But in the general scheme scheme of things, yeah. There's a lot to be talked about, and you can't just start elevating something over something else. Yeah, so I think that's, that's think, about yeah. it. So uh, we're running out of time because we wanted to make this one hour, and yeah. we, we have another 30 minutes of our little DC talk our that DC got destroyed. That will abruptly just uh, yeah. <laughs> cut off when, and, when the file ends. Um, but let's just, talk, let's just end this, let's with, end this. Uh, with the Batman vs. Superman. Okay, we don't want to talk about that. Since we can go down to the DC thing. Okay. Um, have you seen the trailer? It's so awesome and epic. I saw the. I pooped my pants. I saw the. I, had to get I saw the diapers. leaked trailer. Yeah, because from, you know you can't just put the trailer up once no, the Comic Con. No, it has to be leaked. Um, yeah, and 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 Batman looks like a cyber Batman. Well, he well you know Abadiah Stane. It's a publicity stunt. Yeah, he comes in and says, um, "Bruce, here you can." Really? No, I'm okay. Okay, you know, he's <laughs> like my warmonger. Uh, oh yes, yes. Design. I mean, you could just change it to your own. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm Batman. Yeah. That's Ben Affleck. Yeah. So I'm Batman. It, it seems to me like I mean, it feels like we're really negative. But I'm not trying to be negative. But at the same time, I can't help. But this is my reaction. I can't. Yes. You know, it seems like uh, DC is really trying to compete, obviously, with Marvel. And everybody's trying and to everyone's trying to compete with Marvel, and they're yeah. all doing this mumbo jumbo of making up universes. Universes. We're, yeah. Was it world building? Yeah. And it's like we have to make. We, we can't just do one movie. We're starting off with one movie. We're starting with the I'm bang, sure. And then we're going on with Wonder Woman the film. Then this. Then this. Then this. And then combining them in a huge film. And it's like it's over ambitious. 
But, and but you realize that, remember when they were planning this? They, they were saying, we're going to have in. two or three movies, then it's going to escalate to Justice League. I know. What see? happened? It's now been It's been compressed one. into one movie and then with League. Wonder Woman in it. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's just for the cramming stuff. And then stuff. Justice League. Yeah. And it's like, they're not even choosing a different director. But doesn't it Doesn't it feel like, it really feels like, like we got to make these movies. Like, we got to do it. Come on. You know, like... Well, yeah. We got these scripts. We got these characters. Look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man. See? Like, one, two. And... Not After good two, they said they were going to go three and four, and then sort of Sinister Six. And now it's like, oh uh, no, uh, Sinister Six. Yeah, and, and yeah. See, that's the thing. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the people involved. As again, it sounds like a blanket statement, but it doesn't feel like they found like an idea for doing a Superman movie and like, oh, this sounds like a really cool idea for Superman. I really like Superman. Let's do something like this. The focus on the movie on Superman and make it a really awesome film. It feels more like, hey, we got all these characters. <laughs> we're we're DC. Building. We're DC. Get a really good, like, get a top director, get some top actors, put them in. Mm-hmm. Now we're world building. Mm-hmm. We're world building. But that sounds actually that doesn't sound bad uh, on one perspective. I mean, because if, the, if the movies are good, I'm all for that's it. That's the thing. That doesn't sound bad on one perspective because it gives you sort of a, a, a deadline and yes. a drive to make a movie under, yes, under time constraints and, and 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 the topic. Like, mm-hmm. so let's say the studio just says this, 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 and you're free to make the movie yeah. that you want to do. But it doesn't happen that way because I believe that the people they keep hiring aren't exactly like super enthusiastic about or the brightest of minds. Mm. Let's just put it that way. Not going to name anybody, but yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean that, that that's what it kind of feels like. So, but I don't know because it just because you never if, know. Maybe Zack Snyder is going to make a is, is going to do a good Batman vs Superman. I don't know, and, and I, it I, might I, be his I'm best saying. movie to date. And then he'll be uh, making more movies. <laughs> he'll make Batman the movie, the Superman the movie, and then it's not going to be that good. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Like we it, don't know. it can crisscross. It can. It can. It can it sometimes be good. Right. Sometimes be bad. Sometimes be but good. But it's. But it's definitely safe to say that people are jumping on the bandwagon. Yes. To, yes. to make these huge franchises, and it feels so and, sloppy. And with the trailer that we saw, yes. What? What is? What's there to be excited about? A fighting, apparently. It's just like Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, that's a good point. remember when they said like, "Oh, aliens and predators in the same frame, you know, in the same cellulite." I'm sold. I'm going to watch it. Oh yeah, remember Transformers 4? What happens? Crap movie. Remember Transformers 4? Yes. Dinosaur, sword, Optimus, I'm in. <laughs> what happens? Sold. Take my money. Three minutes of the dinosaur. Yeah. Exactly what's going to happen. I'm not saying that Superman won't have that. I think it's going to have so much fighting that it'll be boring. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't um, know. But I know, you know the armor, right? His Batman armor. His cyber suit. His Iron Man armor. Yeah, yeah. it's because of the Frank Miller story. Yeah, yeah. It's because of the Batman he, Returns. He has to Batman have Returns. his super buster armor to fight Superman. Who cares? Yeah, anyway. Honestly, don't really. Yeah, we're making it too big a deal. This Superman, Superman, Superman. But since it's Dawn this, of Justice, we're, since but since this is comic, Dawn comic, comic stuff. Can I, talk about I just want to hear Ben Affleck talking. We'll Batman. see. We'll find out. It's gonna be like this. Superman goes, comes in, and says, "Batman, you're not beyond the court of law. I am the law." No, he doesn't even do it like that. I am the law. It's justice. <laughs> yeah. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. I'm Batman. Alfred. Hello. Jeremy Irons Get the is Alfred. Car. What are they going to call the Batcar? I got the Batcar. Batmobile, sorry. Alfred. Yes. They're going to call it the... Feister. They're going to call it... What's going to be a big chunky Batmobile? Yeah, I know. It's chunky. All right, enough. We're chunky trailing monkey. off. Wow. So here we go. Now, now entering the DC zone. And after that, we'll have a better podcast next time because we're going to try to get a guest this time. Yes. 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 Hit it, Johnny! Hello, I'm Bob Kane, and I'm here to welcome you to Bob. the DC Films. We would like to welcome you, <laughs> well, thank to you. this podcast. From Beyond the Grave. Today, 
with us. Thanks for being here, Is Bob. me, Jake. I should probably put myself I, at the I end. I created Batman. It's you, Bob Kane. Yep. Luke Coons, Phil Dragish, and me, Jake. Yeah, and me. We're all going to talk, and so we're really happy to have you here. Did you guys, did this, did anybody ever, what? like, even anticipate us doing this right now, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, without any announcement? Bob, obviously, because... Well, of course, so I Right, did. Bob? Right? Because we called you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like, yes. I'm glad Stan Lee's not here, because back Do you in know? I was going to ask that question. I said, you... Batman's all over the place, <laughs> and where's Spider-Man? No way. But do you know Stanley? Of course I do. That's of course really he cool. does. Well, one time we gotta get, get, get you guys both. <laughs> Stanley, we gotta start yeah. talking about some of this, you know, and chat about your rivalry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> great stuff. Who's better? Who has that, better? That's true. That's what he said. Argument. He was like, when Batman came out in 1989. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry, when Batman came out in 1989, um, he told Stan Lee, you know, at the premiere, "Look at all this Batman stuff. Where's Spider Man? Really? <laughs> yeah, He's a little." A little jokey joke. Jokey joke. Hey, Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man. And then Stan Lee said, and look, Spider-Man came out, and now where's Bob Kane? Mm. Um, too bad. Ooh, burn. No, that wasn't a burn. It was just like a little, Reminiscing. Like a little sad. Yeah. True. I see. Stan Lee, man, that dude's never going to die, is he? Stan Lee? Mm, I don't mm. think so. <laughs> not that I want him to. But, Definitely um, not. Definitely not. Yeah. I'm not, I can't do the voice today. I just don't want to do well, it. Well, he's not here, Stanley. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not here. Not here. He's, so he's sleeping. <laughs> there is no voice. What are you talking about? He's really there. <laughs> he's real. So is Bob Kane. Bob Kane's real. All right. So, hey, everybody. Go take a nap, here. Bob. And <laughs> yeah, take a nap, Bob. We had a bed brought all right, in all right. in the corner. You can just Thanks. I'll be there up. when Batman comes in. Um, all right. See you later, Bob. So, uh, we're here to talk about all the DC movies, just like we did back in uh, October or November. I think it was November. Where we just did, went through all the Marvel films, all the way up until uh, Thor The Dark World, when that was the latest film. Hmm, that came yeah. Out. Yes. Um, and so now we're here. Uh, there is no latest film that came out from DC, but. Well, we I mean, there is the latest film. Be, it didn't but come out. It's not so latest in the sense that well, it came out last like year. Recent. Yeah. Ish. And uh, we're here, and it's you know what? If only we did this in June, right. then we or no May. If we did this in May, we would be one hundred percent sort of like halfway through, like six months behind uh, when we did it in November. Oh, that's okay. That's that's for the math nerds. <laughs> mm. Always wanted to do that. That would be fun. Perfect. Split. So yeah, with us is again Luke Coons. <laughs> Hello. He's a, he's a, he's an old friend. He's, he's an old friend. He's, he's an old, old friend. friend. He's an old friend. Old friend. And we're gonna go through all the live action films from DC that were based on DC or were um... from Dick Comics. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna actually ask, what does DC stand for? Oh, uh, do you want to know? Yes, I do. Detective Comics. Huh. It yep. used to be Detective Comics. Okay. Way back in the in the day when they started getting published publishing all these mm. comics and everything but it changed because their number one sort of like issue was detective comics where they had stories for like crimes uh, and stuff like that and eventually they changed it just the put just the initials dc and now it's just dc comics and it really doesn't have much of a like, no. like yeah, meaning because they'll be stupid detective comics comics you know <laughs> oh yeah dc comics so yeah, so it's just, but, it's just now it's just like a sort of nice, but the logo change. Well, isn't right? yeah, isn't the logo. Isn't, the, isn't the extra comic just added on because it's DC? I mean, it, if, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. if they kept the name, exactly. it would, they would just yeah. say Detective Comics, and people know, oh yeah, Detective Comics. But I think the main thing is, is I mean, my goodness, how many Detective Comics do they actually have other than like Batman? Yeah. They, I don't really consider oh, Batman man, a Batman, detective Batman, anymore. That's the thing, right? Batman used to be like the world's greatest detective. Yeah, Batman used to be the world's greatest detective. Oh, I see yeah. Bob, I see you back with us uh, <laughs> hanging out. And 
Couldn't resist. It's just, it's just kind of upsetting that they really never went on that angle. Batman? Like when, With when, any for of all the films. The films. Yeah. Mm, that's true, yeah. yeah. Except well, like Dark Knight. I remember there were rumors for before Dark Knight came just out. Just Dark Knight. Burden is Batman. He's in the cave. He's doing research. He's doing some research, yeah. He's but using he was, his computer, supercomputer. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, but it wasn't like him going yeah, out and about and going like, hmm, clues. I yeah. See this. Or yeah. picking yeah. up some kind of samples or whatever, running through. Right. But the, I think some of the um, cartoons did it, didn't they? Well, the cartoons, yeah, that's the a cartoons, different story. Yeah. Some of those will do it. But unfortunately, the films don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so here we are. It's a nice, so what is it, July 20th? Yeah. One week before Comic-Con, yes. which is What is it? Of, is it, what was it like 40, was it 45 years since the moon landing today? <laughs> I don't know, was it? Uh, yeah, one I small step for man, about it. one giant leap for mankind. Yes, yes. Which is incredibly sexist, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny, though, that the actual quote, I think, was one small step for a man, but it got lost in the transmission. The A there was just lost. You're so right. It is what? the 20th of July. Very nice. There we are. Ah, it's so great. This is so perfect. I thought this was going to be like so random. It's like, how do we do this? No, it's, no. it's fate. Yeah. Fate but, has brought but, us but here. The, you know, we may have trodden on the surface of the moon, but do we know what's in the dark side of ah. the moon? Some Transformers crap. Yeah, a load, a load of garbage. <laughs> garbage. A load of space trash. Yep. Space so uh, that Omegacron machine can come to Earth and Omegatron. build a build there a be, new. There will be no transformers Cybertron. in this. Yeah, episode. no. They, thankfully, they don't. They're not based on DC, so we don't have to talk about them. Maybe there will it's be true. someday. <laughs> there will be like. How, did, how does it go? Like that that awesome transformer transforming sound. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I, I was a pro at doing that when I was a kid because I'd always want to be Optimus Prime, so I'd always mm. have to transform and like become the truck, and <laughs> yeah, which was quite difficult because I don't have wheels. But yeah, would I would, I would still do the whole. You know how like he always puts his hand in front because they're his his light. So I'd always have to like extend my hands, then fold them up to yeah. my head, and then bring him in, and then go down, and then act like I'm the face of the truck, and then just yeah. plow forward. I kind of remember this, but not really. Were there Halloween costumes? And oh, Transformers? Uh, probably. I don't remember them when I was a I can, kid. I can but just see mean it. Optimus Prime. No, I remember when you, when you had to do something for some presentation somewhere, and you had to be Buzz Lightyear, Luke. Really? Oh, that was when I did some work <laughs> with uh, with the Kinemans and the Midlands. <laughs> that was that and it was, was really embarrassing. Re- it wasn't one one seeing those those pictures of you as Buzz Lightyear with the cardboard. Uh, oh, was like, Buzz was like a party or something? Yeah. That's, it I'm was sorry. It was, I brought it was this something. Up. It was for this little kids. This kids thing with that I was helping out with this youth youths thing, mm-hmm. and I dressed up like a cardboard Buzz Lightyear for some <laughs> well, reason. You, that, I cannot well, remember. You, you could just be cardboard Optimus Prime. Ah, uh, yes, Optimus yes. Prime. Optimus. Optimus. Pro- okay. Anyway, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. Let's roll to defeat. Let's roll out. Let's do this. Um, so DC Comics, do we know so anything DC about the history comics, of DC Comics? The history of DC Comics, as I said, Detective Comics, right, that's how they started back in the 1920s? Uh, no, 30s, wasn't it? Because like one of their first uh, comics was... Uh, help me here. I don't well, know anything but about the, DC The key comics. thing is DC was before Marvel, right? Obviously, we've established that. Um, yeah, I would say so. Spider-Man jokes... Uh, from Bob Kane. Yeah, so like yeah, in the nineteen nineteen thirties, DC Comics started, and they yeah, did, then they published yeah. Detective Comics and some kind of like things like that. Siegel, Joe Shuster, 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 uh, then oh, eventually invented yeah, yeah Superman, which was 
for all intents and purposes, uh, the world's first superhero. Yeah. And uh, back then he didn't fly. Mm-hmm. He just jumped really high. He had uh, quite uh, relative strength. Did he have laser yeah. beams? I don't even think so. I just, I just. No, I think average. he could. He, I, I think he remember. had vis- clear, like see-through vision, though, maybe. But I could be completely wrong mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. But his strength was... Uh, it, it was all quite basic. Yeah, yeah, and his strength was quite minimal compared to what we got later on in the in this, in this, in the pre-crisis yeah. era when, you know... Oh, I'm lost already. See, I don't even know what the pre-crisis era... I just wanted to sound <laughs> smart, but I know that there's this one part that people divide the timelines with on the continuity sectors mm-hmm. when it comes to DC Comics, and there's yeah. a pre-crisis and post-crisis. Huh. Now, someone should tell me what this crisis actually was, because I have no idea. I just know that pre-crisis Lupino? Superman was like Golden Age and Silver Age okay. of the comics. I don't. And I know that back then... Are you talking about crisis in the real world? <laughs> Huh? Is that a crisis in the real world? No, okay. no, in the no, comic was was in the DC yeah. world. Uh, yeah, the Vietnam War. Yeah. We had no, to so send all our heroes to the, the Vietnam company, War, and we got watched. I mean, because I've I've got some old cartoons of of Superman that are from the like 1940s, so he's always kind of fighting the the Nazi menace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and um, his powers are, are quite limited there as well. His he doesn't really fly; he just does really big jumps. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got strength, and that had we um, also had the wonderful Max Fleischer cartoons that I you used yeah, to watch used when to I was a have, kid. Yeah, we had like, bam, ba, da, like bam, ba, da, didn't, didn't we? Didn't we didn't have an official copy? No, we didn't. We didn't. Right? It was like it was like yeah, VHS, and it's so it was so grainy, dark, yeah, and fuzzy, and VHS. So hard to see what was going on. It was really dark, and I remember like that one because there's like three. Like two of those episodes, I think we only had three episodes of the Max Fleischer cartoons mm-hmm. for Superman. One of them was the underground world, which was really creepy with, with the, the scary the, eagle, with the bird people, bird people, and they have that tribal dance on the underneath. And then, and 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 uh, I think it was Lois's no, someone's father, some the explorer's father, who took them to took Lois and uh, Clark into the caves to explore this uh, this like underground waterfall or whatever mm-hmm. that was. He finds his dead father's statue or his corpse on oh the top of like on the wall of this tribal scary bird people. <laughs> um, it's very alarming. Yeah, uh, circle and it's this is nineteen thirties. This is back in you know nineteen or is it forties? I think I think it's the forties. But, but I remember 50s, it was Max I, I, I yeah. never really enjoyed watching it so much. It but it was so weird. scary. Like to me, just I still have like creepy feelings when I hear that music and the because dance. It, it felt all serious. Wasn't very lighthearted. And then Superman's like, "This is a job for Superman," and he has to go down. You know, he goes to the back of the rock. Little little stalactite. Hope no one sees him. And hopes no one sees him. But mm. guess what? They were they attacked him before he changed. Wow, I forgot about this. Yeah, the bird people, which is interesting because I thought he would he wouldn't have his powers if unless he changed to Superman. Oh, did you think that? So I was like, no, he has to go to suit. Yeah, and so they they attacked him before that, and then he comes in, and of course, dun, 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 dun. and then there's another one that I remember, which was the circus one with the giant gorilla. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and me and you, Luke, like uh, last year we watched it again. Oh, we did, yeah, that's right. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, in high definition this time instead yeah. of grainy VHS. And it was so colorful and bright. It's true. You know what? It kind of uh, ruined uh, ruined the feeling because I remember when I saw the gorilla in the really dark VHS version, I showed you I showed you a little picture of like the example that I made on Photoshop. It was so dark, all you saw were like the highlights and the little dots representing the eyes inside the shadow of this scary... Yeah. Um, gorilla. But now, 
But now, yeah, he has big lips and they're really red. Mm. I don't even know what that was. It's true. So it's there you me. go. That's an interesting really quickly, little bit of trivia. I just, I just what were you, you looking, yeah, what were you looking for? Okay, go. Well, I just, cause I, just wanted, I just read about it. So yeah, his original powers, by the way, um, was that he had super strength. He could lift things like cars over his head, amazing speed, and he could leap one-eighth of a mile. Um, and he had really oh. dense body structures that basically nothing can pierce him. Um, and they kind of, apparently the original creators compared to his strength and leaping abilities like that of an ant or a grasshopper. Oh, interesting. And then so why wasn't he Ant-Man? Oh, <laughs> yep. That's the list then. Anything more? <laughs> Anything to add? And then Any superpowers or is that it? Uh, well, no, with it, well, then basically people, the bullet. during the 1940s, during the cartoon, that's when they wanted some, uh, this dude, um, wanted to, um, change, have DC change his ability to flying, um, and so that's when everything started to change. And then uh, during the quote-unquote Silver Age is when his his power started to expand quite a bit. And then we Very have nice. what we have today. Right, which is the ultimate Man of Steel. Blah, blah, and the blah, Silver blah, Age blah, is, is apparently ages. from 1956 to 1970. But that so was, wait, wait, that wait, was the transitional period of when Superman... Yeah, the Silver Age of comics is 1956 to 1970. The Silver Age of comics sounds better to me than the golden age wasn't that when mm. uh, superman had like really long hair and like um, all it's all flowy or was that after superman's death yes yeah, the 80s 80s and 90s <laughs> wasn't that like yeah 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 and there's this weird video that um what's his name john landis's son max landis made with <clears throat> a bunch of oh, his right, friends yeah. with his friends mm. uh really low budget kind of <laughs> elijah wood just the story of superman the death of superman how it impacted comics because now everybody starts getting revived all the time <laughs> oh yeah i remember yeah that. i don't doesn't sound very good nowadays. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have very, very little knowledge of comics. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's all right. It's okay. But, but I'm just good. To me, it sounds like such a big endeavor to get into uh, comics, at least it is. Know, into Marvel or I mean, DC, because there's so many universes, I think, that they're dealing with and yeah. so many alternate alternate storylines and well, pre-crisis, post-crisis. So. Uh, for me, DC <laughs> yeah. is just that's, too that's muddled to it. get into. Um, yeah. I've never been able to get into DC because it's like, where the heck do you begin because it changes so <laughs> much. Know. Whereas that's the one Batman. thing I, I do like about Marvel is is it the continuity hasn't really been messed up. Like it, it all follows one timeline. You don't have this kind of oh, really? reboot and reset, which is which is that's nice. That's nice. Is it possible? Do you think to get through? Let's say if you start if you pick up Spider Man, like because when does Spider Man Spider Man start? For example, nineteen I don't know nineteen sixty or something like that. Right. So is it is it possible though to pick up the comics or find them online and just read them all like? Would that take too much time? Because it feels to me um, like it would take like a year's dedication of like reading in like two hours a day. That's what it feels like, like an insane not amount of time. It would probably take quite a while. I mean, because it's, I mean, he's only got, I think they ended the original run of Amazing Spider-Man like a year or two ago. I can't remember when, but recently. Really? And yeah, because Marvel just did all this kind of, not re-rebooting, but they re Re, they re-release titles with new numberings, um, so it's keeping the same continuity, but just starting the numbering system over for just okay. stupid marketing reasons. Um, I, I think at the time, Spider-Man had like six hundred comics, like the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so yeah, I see, think that's the thing. It, it just sounds so daunting. <laughs> it does, but if you realize each comic is only about thirty pages, right? Right, that's true. That's not very much. I mean, it would it would take a lot of dedication, but it wouldn't be difficult to get through um because yeah. i i have all the um all i have read 
the all the original, well, most of the original um, X Men comics. Um, really, and they're quite they're really easy to skim. I mean, it's not the the original stories for the at, at the beginning weren't very it weren't complicated. So it's not like you need to you know spend a lot of time dissecting it. Whereas over time they've tried indeed, to make indeed, them more, well, yeah. more complicated. Yeah, yeah, I don't really think so. I was thinking about dissecting it or anything. Like that. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Just, Luke's a little little got a little sore under the weather there. there. Um, Sorry yeah. about that. Anyway, Hope you get but, better. But yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds realistic, I guess, to get through these comics if you really want yeah. to. So yeah, cool. so I think Superman has over a hundred, a thousand though. Or speaking of that. Superman, uh, he's faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. His name, Superman. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, sorry. Just, <laughs> oh, you found the quote. I had to. I had to because I remember that so well. Okay, let's do, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start. Number so, one. here's the thing. We haven't seen Superman the and the Mole I have no idea what that is. Yeah, what is so, that? there's going to be a lot of movies that we're going to skip because we just haven't seen them and we have nothing to say about them. Yes. Unlike yes. the Marvel films where, for some reason, we watched most of them. You know, right? <laughs> Press the Mole Man. Is there a poster? Yes. Superman and the Mole Man from 1951. Well, what we like... can say, what we can say, that that's a, that's a George Reeves film, and I remember seeing some of his TV shows. Oh, okay. Was, he was... He he was a pretty you know a pretty boy. He was a pretty cool cool Superman. He was bit bit on the bit on the chubby side or whatnot. Right, but, I remember. You know, yeah, yeah, I saw some pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember buying the uh, the first season box set for my for my dad and watching some of the episodes. Oh, nice. I you know I enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was quite okay, fun. Cool. It's always just a bit cheesy. Um, uh, did he fly? Yeah, he already flew. Yeah, he he was flying by by this nice, time. Nice. Yeah. Um, I wonder what these were compared to the old Batman serials. Mm, yeah. Because, yeah, we talked about this before, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, those the Marvel were, one, yeah. Yeah, those were boring. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember. Pretty much. But it just felt like, uh, I don't For know. For a kid watching them, yeah. it's fine. Um, because they're just, they're cheesy and camp, and you see a couple cool things, but it's nothing you can really take seriously. Yeah, um, so I was just wondering what those Not that everything to needs to be taken uh, seriously, but... You yeah, know, of course. they were quite epically camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, speaking of camp, we got Batman the movie from 1966. Oh yes, let's talk about this one, which is which is something of a masterpiece. I mean, the first <laughs> the thing that we saw from Batman was those serials, which were supposed to be like kind of serious, you know, like pretty averagely serious. But then, then they made Batman. You know, everybody knows Super Camp. That's where it's uh, so this is this is the film that, that ushered in the pows and zings yeah. of the superimposed yep. flashes. Uh-huh. And this, yeah. is, this is where Batman took a turn into the yeah, Adam of... West Burt Ward. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the tone. The tone of the film it wasn't very serious, right? No, and, no, I, and the, I really the, think the I purposely the they did show wasn't serious. Obviously, at all. obviously they were in on it right, too when the they made TV it. TV show. This is that's what we were talking show. about. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, see, I forgot about the TV show. So this is the culmination of them making it, bringing it to the big screen. Batman, the movie. Yes. And I remember one thing that was amazing about this movie, like I mentioned before, was the awesome... We all know the quotes. The and quotes. And the... the, Holy catfish or something, Batman. Holy Toledo, Batman. Oh, yeah. Great, great lines. And then they, they like, speak in some strange prose. Yeah. Like that cat, well, cat the, burglar and the, is, and the funny thing is that Batman just sounds so intelligent. But when you you know, yeah. r- r- you know, analyze his lines, we got a letter. What is he talking about? D E D C is for cat, Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, we solved the mystery. 
jumping, jumping, Jehoshaphat. But I did, I, I did always like Batgirl though for some reason. I mean, she was, she was pretty hot. But What'd you say? What'd you say about Batgirl? Batgirl. He liked yeah, Batgirl. Hey, dude, Batgirl, come so on. She, Guess she what? Was, now they have a new Batgirl costume. It's so awesome. True. It's so good. But what was always cool about her is like she would go. But into it is her, true. She would go into her, um, uh, her, her apartment. And then she'd always put this wig on on the thing, and then she'd press a button where like her like dressing gown and vanity or her her, her vanity and like getting ready area was, and like the wall would turn, and that would be her little hidden room where she'd have all of her bat chick stuff. <laughs> bat chick stuff. I was yeah. like, I was like, how could you how could you have this apartment where you have this movable door? And no one, no <laughs> well, one noticed. Well, like, here's another question, Mr. Bruce Wayne is here to help. How can a shark? Just explode, you know. That's that's another question. <laughs> Robin, get answer. the shark with bat repellent. I love those because it's great. Oh, it's, it's so, so convenient. It's so convenient. It's so lovely. Get the shark bat repellent. Why are you on this bat ladder? I'm oh, gonna. We're in the, the bat copter. Ladder. Make sure yeah. you have that bat. I don't know. Uh, the the bat, bat controller. Yeah. Right, bat remote. Yeah. My bat my bat boots are feeling a little bit uh, chuffed. A bit bat chuffed. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great because I think they were aware of all this stuff, right? What? They were aware. Oh, yeah, they, they, they knew that they were making and then, it cheesy. And then he's running around. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the bang, zowie. Classic stuff. Now, was With Cesar Romero was not in this one? Right? Or was he? Say again. Cesar Romero? Cesar Romero, who wouldn't want to cut his mustache yeah, off. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the best uh, bits. As the Joker. Over. The Joker! <laughs> yeah, so this one, this one was the one where they had all the villains, essentially. In the movie, yeah, right? pretty much. There's a Riddler with his spandex. Right. And uh, there's Catwoman, who was played by Eartha Kitt, but ah, also, yes. but also by um, Lee Merriweather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee yeah, Merriweather she, is just another <laughs> actress. I'm checking to see if I was correct. I was. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, and I remember in this movie. I, hopefully, this is. Um, Burgess Meredith. Meredith was the Penguin. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> no. Now, hopefully, I'm not spoiling anything. But the ending. Yes, that was the that was, was so bizarre. I couldn't believe it. When we watched it for the first time. We were like, "What? What? We couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> believe what we were seeing. What? Right? The ending where they walk into the office <laughs> and everyone there's just vials. It's the United Nations. United Nations. Conference. Conference. Right, yeah. And all the chairs they all in the turned them room. into they turned them into this powder or whatever. And they just stand there, yes. and go hmm. The end. No, no, no. Then, then they, then they revive the people. Oh, okay. The Nations, but the problem them. is that they all speak different languages now. And they go, "This is a problem, Robin. This is a problem, Robin. Let's get out." <laughs> <laughs> that's such the a end. That, that's such a hippie thing, though, isn't it? To mix uh, yeah. up, mix up. It uh, is. I mean, at the time, to mix up the languages like that, because it's all about you right. know peace and love and unity and all that kind of stuff. Not that there's anything mm-hmm. wrong with that. It's all communication between um, cultures. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. That's funny. I didn't make that connection. But <laughs> yeah, nineteen sixty-six, man. That's 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 way inside in, in yeah. that sixties. What an crazy. ending, though. What an ending. Yeah, I mean, but like, what an ending. They could have ended it like we have to, you know, I don't know, fix this, and then we can talk about peace or something. You know, versus <laughs> just no. Out of here. But then um, we have okay. But, but before we leave Batman the movie, we just have to go. Batgirl, 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 Batgirl. Where do you come from? Where do you go? Well done. Yeah, whose baby are you, Batgirl, Batgirl? I'm sure they're thinking they were like so. Batgirl, I'm sure they're thinking this is gonna be so clever. We're gonna make it like jazzy and smooth. Whose baby are you? Versus, uh, Batman. Batman. But in the end, it's just yeah, man. And his little horns, a little tiny. Well, it's constant. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's one thing I never understood: is why there's a, why is there a little line over his nose? 
you know, to, to, yeah, I guess to see has five thousand well. has, has it's cool. It's cool, but it feels just like a last minute. Oh, let's make sure his nose is seen, and I, I don't know. That no, was... I I didn't like the the Batman TV series. Just... No, why not, Bob? <laughs> it was too hammy, and I used to just create Batman as a detective. Right. So here, here they turn into some kind night. of a world problem solver. Yeah, running around shooting. He didn't solve any problems though. Yeah, but he tried. He just couldn't so... get rid of a bomb. All right. So, oh man, like how many years later? Not many. Twelve. Yep. Twelve years Twelve. later, there came Richard Donner, and they decided to finally make an actual Superman. Something that was grounded and real, and you could believe. You would believe that a man can fly. That's right. So let's that was di- the let's big discuss. Let's discuss there. how this movie fares to all the Superman films that have tried to kind of. Oh, those are the only one. There weren't very many Superman. Mm. There but weren't any other, the, other, the only other Superman films were just the ones with George Reeves. Right. So this was this was the got, first major kind of comic book film, like proper major comic book film to come out. I guess I'm, I'm thinking of how does it fare compared to the new reboot one, the Zack well, Snyder one, and um, the Brian Singer character. So now, oh, do, do you want to talk about all Superman films at once or go through them... Go through the no, no, we don't order. want to watch don't that. Want to. Jacob, why'd you do this? Jacob, why'd you do this? <laughs> let's go back. Why you do this, Jake? Just let's just Superman. So, Superman, huh? Luke, what's what's your general opinion on yeah. Superman? <clears throat> my general. What do you think they did? Um, my general opinion on it is that I remember watching as a kid and 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 yeah, quite enjoying it really. I, I always thought that Clark Kent was a bit too bumbly and a bit too. No, 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 gosh! Um, but I did like, I did like Superman. Um, I didn't really like Lex Luthor. Thought he was a bit no, too th- cheesy. They, they, they never get him right. <clears throat> no, ever. He's, um, he's always a, bu- he's also a bumbling buffoon. That's really smart, though. Yeah, and no, he always I, keeps wearing those wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't really find Lex Luthor menacing or anything like that. But on a whole, um, I mean, I, I still found the film. Quite, quite enjoyable. Quite, you know, I, the the origin bit is probably one of my favorite origins in a in a in a film because mm-hmm. I like the whole kind of setting on Krypton, then being I sent agree. to Earth, and then growing up in Smallville. Um, and well, and and I think aesthetically, the intro of Krypton is a very unique, mm. unique look and feel. Yes, I think, yes. compared to you know, compared to the new stuff. And then there, and then there's a, uh, uh, there's a uh, Jor-El. But it's nice because mm. it's something that you know you don't really see, and I think that they did, um, yeah, pretty uniquely. Yeah, uh, you know, I think my, they did my, really my, well my to kind of sum girl. up his did origins in, in a really fun way. And I love, I love the um, the uh, his his ice fortress as well. I think that yeah. start that the, the, yeah, way the they did that was, solitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Great. Um, There's a great piece of design. It's just yeah. very unique. And another thing that was was nice about the intro with Krypton was that they kept it uh, fairly you uh, know? dialogue focused and yeah, kind of yeah, political, yeah. which kind of made made it more tense in a way. And, and it looked and it looked like an uncomfortable place to be. Actually, right, it didn't yeah. feel very realistic. But, they, they didn't but that's want to but I liked it because it felt like the destruction. The, the Kryptonians of were were weird people. Were no, they were comfortable in their environment, so it's, it feels more alien. Right. Oh, good point. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I like the building tension as well because it does start off with with Zod and his henchmen being being trapped in the Phantom Zone. Um, oh, that's right. Did, isn't that something? Zone. Like, didn't they film one and two? Like, they sort were of filming together? them simultane- simultaneously. Yeah. Ah, oh, um, this is like the huh. first time they did these kinds of things. really. Yeah. One and two. Yeah. So they were filming it at the same time, and then obviously there was a, there was an issue, and Richard Donner was 
he removed himself or was removed from from the project and someone else finished Superman 2. So he doesn't have a credit for Superman 2 originally, does he? That was weird. I didn't know that. I thought he did. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. He he was, it was credited to someone else yeah. directing. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I think overall it, it was it was a pretty fun a pretty fun film. I, I yeah. I've I've watched it recently in recent years and I've been like actually still it's still pretty good um and holds up quite well because I think it is I think what Richard Donner did really well was was make something that was that was really grounded, took something really far fetched and made it made it believable. I think he's got had a really good yeah. knack for that. Mm, and mm. and yeah, did um, Yeah, did well with, with yeah, I think the music as, as far is excellent. The sweet sequence generally. goes as well. I think that they did Oh, the title sequence is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. I, I just meant the sequence of the movie, but Oh right, sorry. I think the title sequence. I don't remember the title sequence. Yeah, no, it just has a classic classic zoom. And, All right. and, and get that music and it's to me like no matter like no matter what like I mean his that score that, that John Williams did will always be the Superman theme no matter, yeah. oh, absolutely. No matter what crappy score that Hans Zimmer comes out with <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and like like you know like the beginning is so good dun, dun, dun. You know, yeah. sometimes dun, dun, I wonder dun. if the music is too dramatic for the movie sometimes. I don't know that's what um, I feel like sometimes uh, no Okay. I, I quite um, enjoyed it. What, what, wait, wait, what else was there in that Superman? He like he reverses time. Remember that? Right. That was a bit iffy. He but, <laughs> but I think that overall, it's nice that the movie has a pretty, if I remember it correctly, has a pretty good flow in terms of pacing as well. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's a movie that's stuck in one place too long, or yeah. you know, it has, has different elements that keep you. I'm sorry, everybody, but I don't. I I haven't seen all these films in so long. Me neither. I, I haven't seen them. Well, it starts so, uh, like the first kind of like hours is the is the full origin is is Krypton, Smallville, right, and then right. going out and becoming Superman. Man, mm. Lex Luthor doing his stuff and then having to stop Lex Luthor. So it's, it's a good two-hour film, mm. Um, mm. but it, mm. there's a lot of. I think the kind of the kind of kickoff is once he gets to Metropolis, and that's only where you only have about an hour, uh, maybe even an hour left. Maybe right. Hit those the romance. You got me. Who's got you? The blue screen. The projector behind us. Um, 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 I just, this had to be said before we go to the next one. Um, the theme, the Superman theme, it says, it goes, Superman. Superman. And then it goes, Superman. That's pretty cool. I thought that was so. Next thing. time they re- Richard Donner this, said that once. They've got to have a choir. Superman. Yeah, how great would that be? Superman. So then there's Superman two, which is Superman losing his powers. Right. Oh, I would. And s- then we have Zod, which who is really. I would say I think s- is played very well by Mister. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. I was gonna say I think Superman two. I think it's better than the first one. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I, I think the Donner cut is even better. Yeah, the Donner cut is amazing. I've, what's the difference here? I mean, I obviously uh, there's a different Richard cut, Donner, you know, he directed yeah, director. that. He directed The Omen, apparently. Okay. I think he did. No, but yeah, saying, well, he directed I mean, Time he, he was taken off the project for whoever did it. And then years later, he went Richard back Lester. and did, yeah, did, his, did his own cut, how he would have, mm-hmm. how he wanted the film, basically. Um, and it's so much better. It's There's some really cool... Added mm-hmm. scenes mm-hmm. and there's just a lot there's more depth less, and life. Less, to less, it. less fluff, fluffy mm. fluff. I remember when I watched Superman two, the the not Donner version. Okay. It was kind of like it just felt kind of like kind of mm, kind yeah. of moving about a little too slow mm. or something like that. Something you mean maybe during the parts where he loses power? Something faffy. <laughs> 
lot of faff. Faff. Uh, faffing around. Yeah, I, I remember a distinctly scene where he's in the bar. And yeah, he's in a fight. that's right. Yeah. Scene, yeah. Now is that the Donner cut or yeah, it's both? Wasn't yeah, it? they're both. They're 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 okay, in okay. both. Yeah. I was thinking maybe that's like it. And that brings me another question about Superman, and people always keep saying, well, if Superman never had his powers, he would just be a normal weakling, right? Which is which might be the case in the uh, Superman original movies, but in my in my opinion, I always feel like if Superman is so good, yeah. such a good guy, he would be training to the limit. So even if he, like, you know, that's why we have, sorry if you don't like this, but I think, you know, like, let's say Henry Cavill is Superman, and he's all super ripped. Yeah, and I think it's just because he just he just trains he to just the limit. Actually, does it? I think so. I think Superman. So, by train. Kryptonian standards, he would be Kryptonianly normal. No, Kryptonianly stronger than other people. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I meant Kryptonianly normal to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that's Superman two. It's pretty cool. I like the Donner version. It's it was good. Great. The Phantom Zone is back. Oh yeah, the Phantom Zone. Oh, get us out, Jor-El. Yeah, Jor-El. Jor-El is the dad, right? Yep. Keep forgetting these things. My little Kal-El. He's back in the second one, right? I'm going to read lines, but only in memory <sighs> form. Yeah. Are you there, Luke? Luke, are you there? Tonight's forecast. Yes. A freeze is coming. George Clooney's beautiful take. Alfred's not sick. Alfred's dying. And he's saying that with like a, a slight sm- smirk. Yeah, like I don't smirk. understand what he's doing. Yes, there will be only two. Adam and evil. <laughs> I remember this one. And so now we can speculate. No, just kidding. Yeah, well, we have to, we have to do that. We have to we mention have to Batman that. v Superman. Batman now versus this, Superman. Wasn't this like last year's Comic-Con? Where, where, uh, Zack Snyder. When they're like, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. And they had, they had the actor who played the, the general, who always plays a general from Chicago. What's his name? He was in, he was, he played Locke in Matrix 2 and 3. He was in, he was in Titus. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. He was also in uh, Superman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They had him come up on the stage and read Batman's line in Frank Miller's Dark Knight uh, comic. Okay. You know, Dark Knight Returns. Oh. I'm the only one who beat you. And then it shows you the... The poster, right, the, the logo, Batman Superman. And then all the fans were probably frothing and puking and, <laughs> and bowing down and going, I love uh, Superman! <laughs> Sorry, I, this is exactly how I think because then, then they go on to Reddit and then write, I'm still shaking. I'm still shaking. My heart is pounding. My heart is pounding. Ugh. These days, you can't get rid of a bomb. You just can't get rid of a bomb. Yes, you can. With the bat bomb defibrillator. 